0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Tetracast. My name is Zachary, I'm your host. So, it's been kind of a crazy week. Uh, we've got a lot of news to get to, surprisingly. Uh, considering it was typically uh, kind of a dead past few weeks, but in the past week, there's been a lot of really high profile game releases with a lot more coming up. But we've got a lot to get to, and with that, we got a lot of people here in this podcast. It's kind of nuts actually we've got so many people here who wanted to participate usually it's hard to find at least two other people but we've got plenty so first up we've got adam vitalee hey it's me hey and we got josh torres colony's just around the corner can't yes. believe it we're almost there absolutely i got james galizio hello spooky cast <laughs> yes uh we got chow min woo coming back what's up guys it's been a while man it's great to have you back and uh, we got, oh my gosh, I forgot your last name. I'm sorry. It's, we got Hashimoto. 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 Yes, I thought it was. I just didn't want to blurt it out because I've messed up last names a lot in this podcast. Uh, Josh knows. So, yeah, it's we've got a full-packed podcast here. And I'm Zachary, your host. I think I already said that, but I want to make sure. So that's six total people on this podcast. Uh, there's a reason for that because... Well, like I said, there's been some big releases this past week, some this of the most anticipated the... games of the year.
1: Yeah, it's an, one of the most insane weeks in gaming uh, ever, uh, like, you know, 2017 alone, but just thinking about, you know, gaming the last, like, 10 years. Just, yeah. Uh,
2: especially yeah, it's God. crazy.
1: Wow. Landmark. Landmark, uh, definitely week.
0: Yeah, just uh, this past week, we had Super Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein 2, Assassin's Creed Origins, like, three of the biggest releases. Everyone's just killing it. Uh, Yeah, alongside other
1: smaller releases, too.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to get to all that, but first, as we like to do before we get into the podcast, we like to talk about the games that we've been playing. So first up, James, uh, I know you did... (laughs) You've you've been playing a few uh, different games. Um, You covered a certain game for the site for us, Lost Dimension. Now, Adam... uh, was fortunate enough i guess uh to cover that for us in the past <laughs> uh i forget what platform that was for was it ps 3 and ps3, vita, right? PS3 uh, yeah just ps3 okay
3: well ps3 and vita mm-hmm. oh that's right years ago okay.
0: so uh james uh you didn't seem to be too fond of the port job uh, of Lost oh, dimension yeah.
2: How i was, was actually that? i feel like i was one of the few people that really did enjoy the original uh vita and ps3 release back in 2015 was it yeah, 2015 I think it's it was more like
0: I'm sorry to catch you off but it's, it's more like I think it, like Adam was like the outlier it seemed like it, across the board it seemed like people were okay with that game
4: yeah oh. anyway. so
2: I played through the game on Vita for a review on Tech Raptor back then, so I was pretty eager to see how the PC version would stack up. I was actually really hoping it would be good because I felt like this might be a good time for people that maybe missed it on consoles to have a chance to play it. And it's just not a good port. Even outside of the performance issues I was having, like the only graphics options you have is resolution and whether or not you want to run it in the window or full screen.
1: Okay, so um, uh, what what kind of game is Lost Dimension, and how graphically
2: intensive is it? It's not very graphically intensive. It's kind of a tactical RPG, not unsimilar, um, not dissimilar to, I guess, Valkyra, um, Valkyria Chronicles. Just. The big okay, thing about yeah. it is um, you don't have any, like, cover. You just have different skills that each of your character, your uh, characters have. And they're basically, uh, they have gifts. One can set things on fire. Another can control, like, magnetism. And the main character has telepathy. So you have these um, kind of interesting combinations you can use, um, do with different skills that you get throughout the game. But the big thing with Lost Dimension is that there's also a traitor mechanic. So each time you ascend the floor of the tower, you get a new traitor in the, in the group. And while you're doing missions, you'll you'll get these little visions at the very end of it, kind of giving you a clue on which characters in your party are suspicious. And then you need to uh, actually figure out which one is the traitor so that when, you, when it comes time to judge your, your team you uh, take out the trader so that you don't have that trader fighting against you in the final boss battle.
1: Okay. All right. So going back to more more to the PC port side of it, like so what kind of like average framer's are talking about, obviously you have like a pretty good rig for yeah. PC gaming.
2: I mean mine is a few years old, but it's definitely strong enough that it should be able to play a Vita yeah. port. So, mm-hmm. um, the thing that really confused me though the most is that the frame rate most of the time, well, it was just all over the place on my desktop. On my laptop, it was for the most part fine. It did have some like little pauses and some small frame rate dips. But my desktop, I just don't know what was going on with it. Like, I'd see multiple enemies and then all of a sudden, like, and I understand that Steam's uh, FPS gauge isn't very accurate, but it would go down to like 20 FPS. And I'm just Ooh. thinking, what the hell? This is a 60 yeah. FPS game. And then I'd have. was like, it 60
1: FPS on PS3?
2: I don't know, but 60 FPS on PC. I think it got as fast as 60 FPS sometimes on PS3. It's just not very often. And uh, like I said in my impressions, I was actually curious to see how the game ran on RPCS3. So I looked it up, and I mean, on a rig, stronger than mine, granted, but like back in March, it was running what looked to be smoother on uh, RPCS3 than what I was experiencing on the PC port. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't actually gone and checked because I really don't care that much mm-hmm. to actually confirm it but i wouldn't be surprised if now um today's rpcs3 runs the game better on my pc than the native pc port
1: and the uh, ghost games was the one who did
2: the pc yeah. port right have they announced any sort of fix or patches to the community They haven't announced anything i haven't really been paying too close of attention but they haven't really said anything i don't think
1: uh, hopefully they get that patched up that's that seems really weird i mean
2: yeah i just be don't because my laptop i mean it's a it's a strong laptop but it's not it's below the recommended specs and it's running it mostly fine but then my computer that's above the recommended specs i i just don't get it
1: and then there's just a straight port there's no added features or anything besides you know bas- bas- basic graphics options
2: right um there's no pc graphics options the only thing that's really updated is um some of the aspects of the game like the ui or 1080p now i think mm. so yeah that's it
1: and there's no there's no like additional like dlc that it came with that like was bundled in or anything like that
2: I'm not sure if it comes with the dlc or not
1: oh is there dlc for it that was uh yes
2: on, there on was the dlc on the uh, vita and ps3 release
1: okay all right
2: that's
0: typical of Ghostlight, though. They tend to be just straight ports. If you go back and look at reviews for other PC releases, it tends to just be, yeah, just a few options there. But for the most part, it's just supposed to open it up to another audience. For the, that's, that's essentially all it is. So it's not too
2: surprising to hear about that. But clearly, it's unoptimized.
1: Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess I should talk about a better game, then. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I should. Uh... You know what? I'll talk about Tales of Berseria. Yeah. So yeah. this is a bit embarrassing, but, this, but aside, um, despite writing for RPG site, being with you guys, I haven't really played any Tales of Games. Like, I had Tales of Hard R on, like, Vita, and I played a little bit of it, but I wouldn't say I got very far at all. And uh, some of my friends called me up a few days ago and asked me, hey, do you want to hang out? And then we ended up being like, hey, do you have any co-op games? I was like, no, wait. There's one game, I've, um, game series I've always been interested in and another one of my friends hasn't played Tales of but knew that it had local co-op, so we were kind of interested in trying it out. And so we ended up going to a GameStop, like picking it up, and then played it with a few of my friends. It took a while to get to co-op, but once we did, it was pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, the action right. combat isn't quite as act, um, action RPG as I thought it would be. It definitely feels slower paced than I expected, but...
1: Is, how does uh, how does the co-op uh, local co-op work on it? Because I you know, I played like you know a decent amount of uh, Tales of Berseria, but like twenty hours into it, I was all, like, I was done with it. But is obviously you, like when battles start like in a three D open space zone. If do you guys are you guys forced to stay in the same screen or would like split off uh, same perspectives? Same screen, same
2: screen. But the camera zooms out a bit when you have control over more than one character. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I uh, played all the Tales games before. Um,
1: basically, if you want to
5: play co-op, you just got to switch your secondary character into manual mode or semi-auto mode, and and you're good to go. Um, classic Tales game forces you to find an item before you can play co-op, like the one for uh, PlayStation. You had to find this this item before you could even play two players, which is kind of stupid.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: that, that, I do remember that, actually. Fuck. Yeah. That
5: is yeah, weird. Yeah,
2: Tales of Berseria. Um, Guess I don't have too much to talk about. I mean, the story is kind of interesting. I do like I how to make.
5: prefer it over Persona Five. Actually, that's mm. kind of controversial. But I actually enjoy it more than Five. I mean, Persona Five. I don't think people would take that lightly. But I, I didn't enjoy Five as much as I hoped. So. And I would definitely
2: disagree did. there. I really enjoyed Persona Five, but that's besides the point. That game actually um, blew my expectation.
5: I have no expectations for it after the Sisteria. Kind of crap, you know. You're like, this is, it's, it's is the worst one. <laughs> and that game just blew all the expectations for me. So it it's a surprising thing.
4: I how think, far did you? How
1: far did you get, James? I'm just kind of curious on where where you are uh, in Berseria. Just left the
2: uh, snow town. Okay, so That's yeah, there's pretty good. Cool, yeah.
3: Now. Mm-hmm. yeah. Are you saying something, Adam? Uh, so uh, Berseria is definitely. Um, after the Zillia games and Zysteria, the Zilia games were kind of, like, average, mediocre. Like, they weren't terrible, but they weren't really any good. They were just kind of there. Um, and then Zysteria was, like, actually, like, awful, like, in every single regard. Mechanics. The series was, it was like a weird, like, overhauling for the sake of overhauling type of thing. Yeah, it, it, was, it was mechanically weird, and it, like, didn't make sense. And then, like, even, like, the story stuff was, like, nonsense <laughs> and poorly told. So Berseria was a big rebound. I soured on it a little by the time it got to the end. Um, it took like an interesting like story and kind of turned very typical, I think. Like, oh, it's this, you know, tropey type of narrative villain again, um, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, yeah. Which, you know, I guess with the Tales game, I don't know how much more you expect, but um, I think the combat is one of the better ones in this series. Um and I do think the characters, most of them, are pretty darn good uh, for, you know, the series, like, relative to the other characters that you normally get in the series. I think Berseria did a really good job there. So I do think it is a quite a bit of a big rebound from Zysteria, although I did sour on it a bit.
1: Yeah, I feel the same. I think this, uh, Berseria starts really strong, like, for the first, like, 10, 15 hours. And then there's, like, I, I couldn't, like, handle like, the midway point or a little after the midway point of that. It's kind of... Kind of grew mundane for me, but I think it's a really, it's, uh, Tales is weird because like, for it to be successful these days, it has to play it super safe because especially after like the reactions to stereo where they tried to mix things up, but like in a really awful way. So mm-hmm. Berseria is a direct like response to that. Are like, oh shit, we better like roll everything back. Well, we'll advance like you know the writing and aspect of it. The characters are one, one of the strongest Tales of Cass, uh lately. But it—it's a lot of its systems are very, you know, it's typical Tales. It's what you expect the Tales. They do it really well. But I, it just, it gets old really fast to me.
2: Yeah, the yeah, impression I, think... I definitely got from the game is it feels very almost generic except for the story, mm-hmm. I'd say. Like, the story is pretty interesting. It's off to an interesting start where you're kind of, quote, unquote, the bad guys, and at least at the very beginning, Velvet's totally oh yeah i don't care what happens to everyone else as long as my plan keeps going fine right, Which right. both um both uh, my friends and i just found that really interesting because it, i don't know like a lot of rpgs nowadays you don't really get that sort of character where they're just every um, main character has to be super super like gary stew <laughs> yeah gary stew self-insertable however you want to say it but velvet's definitely very much her own character and it's also very mm. much she's edgy but you can kind of understand why and it's not like she's going all out to be like as edgy as possible it's just part of her character and it makes sense concerning what she went through so and the game has some very good dubbing in there too
4: yeah
2: yeah i i, I was not listening to the dub uh, my friends
4: well
5: the japanese voice is actually even superior but if you can but the dub is actually excellent as well yeah
2: um Besides that, though, not much I can really say about Berseria. Like I said, I only put like three and a half hours into it, so I just kind of sure. scratched the surface. Cool. Um, I've
4: played so, most of
5: them, so. I think the best game, in my opinion, is the Tales of Destiny remake for the PS2. Ah, um, uh,
0: yeah. It's, it sucks that we never got that one because I heard some great things about that remake. That's how you do a
5: remake. They basically turn Tales' game into freaking Guilty Gear, and it just, like, full blast the whole game. And, you know. <laughs> it's Man, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. Uh,.
2: Besides that, I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey. As me I me
1: too,
5: sure. I just few... got that in the mail, so and I still haven't beaten Cold Steel 3 yet. I'm kind of disappointed.
2: God, I still need to beat Owl before I can start Cold Steel. My backlog, it's killing me.
1: Nintendo <laughs> continues to fucking kill it this year. Oh
2: man, that switch so to I just, I just finished the Sand Kingdom. So I've gone through. Uh, I, I won't really talk about too much about the. Uh, now we're on the podcast and i'm sure
1: yeah i, I mean located yeah. okay, the the basic setup of this is hey bowser kidnaps peach to get to you <gasps> wants to like kind of force her into a wedding so mario's like Nah, and you're off to catch bowser again and you know lay off peach what the fuck yeah well
5: at least that explains the wedding amiibo i guess yeah uh,
1: so i mean uh Got yeah i just uh, i'm yeah i'm about to yeah, I just finished the Sand Kingdom earlier today, too, so I'm right about where you're at. So you go ahead first, and then I'll, I'll follow up with you.
2: Oh, man. So I never actually played too much of Mario 64. I did play it, but my first Mario game was Sunshine on the GameCube, so a similar um, setup where it was sandbox and whatnot. Well, not really sandbox, but very much a collect thon I did like Galaxy, but I thought it was a bit of a step back in some ways, and then 3D World, it's like I enjoyed it for what it was, but this is definitely kind of a return to form if you will and it's really interesting to see just how many different ideas they managed to pack into this game like uh the movement like even if you if you don't want to capture anyone it feels like you could get through the majority of the game just completely ignoring the capture mechanic if you're good enough with using the hat and uh platforming that way because quickly people found out about this really neat trick where if you um jump throw the hat dive at it you can bounce off it and then throw the hat again and dive a second time and just with that combination you can just completely destroy the game if you get good enough at it
1: yeah and if it, for people who don't know like the big uh, thing about odyssey is mario gets this like kind of sentient hat now uh where he throws the uh, uh, the name's cappy throws it at like random creatures like a t-rex for example and can like kind of possess them and take control of them uh, to do uh, neat things with the environment, like with bullet bills, there will be like uh, uh, sections where like there's like no platform, so you have to like possess that and like kind of traverse around using that uh, bullet bill. Uh, so, so with was,
5: this game, it sets expectations so high. I I would think. Do you think there will be another Mario game? That have yeah. To have?
1: Okay. So th- this is a weird thing, right? Well, Breath of the Wild is such a big, big like departure of what we know as Zelda these days. Mario Odyssey kind of it goes in the opposite direction where it's like it's such a really great refinement and like advancement of 3D Mario games. Like it's a it's a celebration of like the whole Mario series. You have like uh, these very like he has costumes that are like reference like very very niche things in that uh, universe way back when. You have you know just there will be a mechanic in there where you actually like do like retro levels like 2D levels. We like go through through a pipe, and it'll turn like into a two D like eight bit Mario styled thing. And it uh, like near Automata, it uh, plays like the current uh, soundtrack wherever it is in it to like a uh, eight bit uh, chip tune type style. That's and so it good. And, yeah, and it feels like it feels really good too. Like because you're using that like traversed level, but in uh, weird like,
2: like they have fun, interesting with it. ways. Like, yeah, they the way they projected do. on on things is really interesting. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, near the end of the Sand Kingdom, there's a part where you're trying to get to the top of this pyramid, and once you're near to the top, you pop out in this eight-bit section, and you're upside down on along the sides of the pyramid, getting to the top that way. So you're yeah, like, it's
1: it's like it's like a little like spin on like Galaxy Mechanics, but very like kind of like nodding to it, not not too heavily not too heavy-handed with it. I think like uh, this is shaping up to be like you know might be one of my favorite 3D Mario games like uh, I I played 64 one, loved, yeah. Yeah. It, I love I love the I love 64 um, I played a little bit of Sunshine and like I tricked myself into liking Sunshine <laughs> until like until after 20 minutes after I beat it and I was like uh, thinking about it after I beat it I was like this is actually I did not like a lot of it <laughs> um, I think my prior to this my favorite. 3D Mario games, probably the first Galaxy... While Galaxy 2 is really, really good, yeah. it, it, it refines a lot of things that, like you know, Galaxy 1 establishes. And I'm like, I'm always uh, up for, like, new, innovative, like, things more so than, like, their sequels. Just, I, I love Galaxy 2, but Galaxy like, really made, like, a good first impression. It's like, wow, this is definitely how you modernize uh, one of these games. And Odyssey just, you know, I, I don't think we really have, like, uh, 3D Mario Land and World. Like, I played some of those... Uh, too. I played a little bit of Land, but uh, with World, I co op the whole thing with my nephew, and that was that was a blast. That was a fantastic game.
2: Yeah, for what they were, like those games were great. Just Mm -hmm. they weren't really 3D Mario. They were top down 2D Mario. Mm
1: -hmm. And Odyssey, yeah, it's not more like kind of isometric ish Mario, but um, the with Odyssey though it. It doesn't rely on its like capture mechanic too much. You do use it, and you know it is required for some things, but it, it doesn't like lean heavily in it, like the flood mechanic and Sunshine, where you're just forced to use it every step of the way. Yeah, Mario feels great to control on the uh, on the Switch. Uh, very responsive. He has like, you know the backflip, the the opposite flip, and then now he has the uh, like you mentioned earlier, where you throw mid-air the cap mm-hmm, mid air die to the cap, and then you ch- get additional jump off of it. It's like all like uh, anything with like the cap like that concerns it mobility wise, is like it feels really good when you're only using the controller, uh, but like you know as the a lot of the reviews mentioned like the big like you know if there was a flaw to this game that you were to point out it's like definitely the the controls where motion controls is mandatory there's no like button. Uh, map to it. Yeah. It, it, it. Like you don't have to use it a lot. You can use it if it's there, but uh, it's not like uh, for the most most of the things that I've found so far, it's not really mandatory to use. I very rarely have used it. Um, but I, I hope they release an update to it that like lets you button map it because there's there's enough buttons on the switch. Like uh, there's a lot of like repeat buttons on the switch for that game that like you can just like easily just map it to one of them instead. I don't think it'll be a big deal or just let us have the option to do that. But yeah, I
5: have to like shake the system for something, or
2: shake your uh,
1: yeah. You yeah, have to shake the controller. Like I hear it's even more of a pain in the ass if you're doing handheld mode because you have to
2: shake the whole system. Basically, yeah. yeah. That's like my one complaint. But I do feel like there will probably be an update that makes it a bit better. I don't know. Huh. You probably uh, never know if Nintendo. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. But great game, great game. yeah,
1: great game. And I, I do like the Brutals. The Brutals are. Uh are interesting new villains and that and they're kind of they've been kind of fun to to see and uh, their whole antics and stuff uh mario odyssey i I can't wait to like play more of it i i like a like a like you said you beat the sand kingdom and i also did like the went back to the first world or the first quote-unquote real world and like i got all the purple coins i'm still trying to get all the moons there uh, and and I think the I think the the nice thing about it is like it never feels like a collectathon. It's just like kind of like organic how you like find these moons. Like I, I never like uh, searching like like every end of the map it's like oh man where's the next moon it's like if it's there if it's a a neat little thing more than likely it's there's gonna be a moon there i uh, i can you always have the option to go back and collect the rest of the moons but i haven't like felt the need to do that because i like i just like i just like exploring the world on its own not for not to find moons but like to see what's what little hidden thing is like at the other side is like a little cool retro thing or is like a neat little challenge
2: i will Um, say that um sorry uh, I will say that one thing I really do like about the way the moons work is that I've noticed that every time you have a little gimmick to get a moon, like, if you uh, capture this, like, Likitu, um mm-hmm. near the uh, the oasis in the Sand Kingdom, you can fish for a moon there, but also, there, if you go off to the side with the very same Lakitu, you can find more fish under like just the regular sand and you can catch a second moon there. Oh, that's rad. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of moments like that where you can, there's an, a sort of obvious moon and then there's a not so obvious moon off to the side. And I love how they've dotted a bunch of things like that. Cause moons are pretty much everywhere, but it, they feel unique because a lot of them, even the ones that are just simple, you got to do something for.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's just like a, there's a weird, like, varying degrees of effort you have to get for each one it's like some moons will just be out of the open there's like okay i just do some weird platforming or some movement tricks to get up there really fast to that moon but then there'll be other sections like okay you have to control this bullet bill and you cannot hit any walls or else you're gonna get uh you're gonna get sent back to the beginning and you have to like uh, master that oh, this master oh you're talking
2: about that uh bolt bill maze yeah yeah you can skip that entire thing by using a cap um the cap mechanic to just jump up on top of the walls Oh, that's there's funny. actually some coins up there too. So it's, they totally oh, intended for oh, people awesome. to do that. <laughs> I need to go back and do that then. That's awesome. Yeah, there's um, two moons in there too, so you might have missed one. Oh, I,
1: I I think I got two moons in there, but uh, I I definitely go uh, get the coins though. And also, I think that I think my favorite like little uh, thing to get a moon so far was the little uh, maze of the Sphinx. That was really funny. Or the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's it's random things that like kind of build up. It just it just revels in its charm it's it's awesome i can't wait to uh,
2: go yeah it's it's not playing it safe but it's but it feels like nintendo knew what they were doing and they were very confident and that's when nintendo's like that you know they're making a great game
1: yeah uh, so if you're holding out as Mario and you have a Switch, definitely not. And if you do plan to get a Switch, definitely pick this one up. It's, I mean, uh, it's something. Special. If
2: you have a Switch, chances are you've already played. And... <laughs> My friends' oh. list on Switches is
1: just dominated by Mario right now. It's yeah. just no doubt, all over.
0: That's easy to see. I mean, obviously, this is like the, it's the next big game until Xenoblade. And if that's uh-huh. not your thing, it's. Hopefully this will last you a while. That's, that's
1: weird because like the next big game is Xenoblade, which is like out in like a month. Yeah,
0: it's December yeah. first week. they're really
2: killing it for the first year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. even if Xenoblade wasn't there, this is the best first year for a console pretty much forever.
0: Definitely so. for Nintendo since like maybe the Super Nintendo days. Because good lord, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, because I mean they had a Zelda at launch for the Wii, but like took a little bit for Mario Galaxy to show up, and then in the meantime it was like a lot of those that. 3d uh 3d games so uh, i'm I'm very happy myself and that's why very i feel for like Nintendo.
2: Is, I, yeah. I, I still need to pick up that um new metroid game that came out in the 3ds god too yeah. many games this year yeah yeah, Grand scheme, it's, yeah
0: it's gonna be a heavy discussion during game of the year obviously mario odyssey won't be a part of it but uh, talking you know zelda and uh, xenoblade it's going to be packed So, Josh, uh, since obviously you were also playing Super Mario Odyssey, but before then and during then, Mm -hmm. you also got to try some Knights of Azure 2. Now, you shared your thoughts. Apparently, it wasn't so hot. Um, Clearly, it seemed like it was already experiencing some technical issues originally. Uh, If you heard anything about the Vita version of Knights of Azure 1, it seems like they clearly are still struggling with that system. But this seems like even on uh, consoles, Knights of Azure 2 wasn't so great
1: yeah I'm, I'm, i was surprised at the performance of the the playstation 4 version of knights of azure 2 it's uh it's a big step back from one in terms of technical performance uh yeah. like the the first one was able to like you know it reached 60 it could stabilize there for a little bit but you know it would often dip to 30 but it didn't it didn't feel awful to play you know
4: sure
5: i like, sure. uh, didn't get in the way i, uh, I did play the first one but i'm playing the second one and every time there's like a cutscene it sounds like the playstation's gonna explode it's like the fans yeah uh, extra uh, hard you know?
1: i've I'm baffled that like it can it can reach just, like 30 max on uh, PS4, but it'll often dip into like 20, you know, like 15 to 20 FPS like on bigger encounters, <laughs> and, and it's like it stutters too. And like when it's stuttering that much, and it's an action game, like y- your buttons just feel b- awful to press because there's like an input delay. When you try to do a dash in the middle of a combo, uh, uh-huh. in that frame rate, it uh, comes out delayed. It just—it's baffling, and I, I saw—I saw a little bit of the Steam reviews on the the PC version. That seems to run 60 just fine, and like I'm a little bit jealous. To, <laughs> Apparently, the
2: Switch version, like um, I know, I talked to you about how I reached out to uh, Zari over at mm-hmm. Shockers because he had the Switch version for review, and he said that the Switch version. It it's lower resolution. It doesn't look as good, but it runs pretty stable. So oh. I I don't know. That's yeah, the, it's, it's it's weird because so. I've heard
1: I've heard both ends of the spectrum. I've heard Azario and a few others on the on the Switch on that. I've heard others saying that they don't the, the Switch version also doesn't feel good. So I think it's it varies on that and how what people are willing to tolerate. But I I think I think that the PS4 version actually runs the worst out of the three. Versions
0: so, that's so bizarre because I mean, at least with the Steam, I guess you can see like if they lock it, then it makes more sense. In this case, yeah. it's it's PS4. It,
2: and there's a Vita version of this in Japan, I want to see how that runs. Oh my I'm gosh, like, garbage yeah. like the
0: first one, I'm sure, right?
2: uh, uh but, apparently, the uh, first one on Vita, um, when people hacked their Vitas and like overclocked <laughs> it manually, it actually ran for disabling. So I don't know,
0: figure is. right? They made this Vita <laughs> run better than it normally does, that's how it worked.
1: <laughs> uh right to the psp hacking days and all yeah, that totally stuff too is.
0: you could overclock the psp that was fun <laughs> that yeah. was interesting to do because that would actually yeah you would see those improvements as well so i get that it's a
2: major overclock too because like didn't it run normally at like 222 megahertz and then the overclock was 333 so it was like a 50 yeah, percent. Yeah,
0: it was great. a big boost yeah. yeah i remember that
1: but night to measure too like beyond like you know the technical performance woes uh it it feels like a worse game because they did so many they re- they overhauled a lot of the systems in the game so the the first uh thing uh to mention is uh, in Knights of Azure one you had uh four little minions called Servants with you and that was a that was one of like the coolest things about it to me because they were all unique they had like different four different classes of Servans and you know it was. It's kind of like Overlord, where, like, you do some of the fighting, but a lot of the heavy lifting is your servants. so uh, you can, like, mix and match different strategies with them and kind of uh, combine their abilities, uh, you know, to kind of unleash your uh, assault on enemies. And that was, like, a cool mechanic. I was all for that, and I was, like, yeah. I really hope they expand yeah. on that.
0: You mentioned Overlord. I'm also thinking, like, Folklore. That's kind of what I got yeah, to That's right. From that yeah, that's too, true. Mapping yeah. them to the buttons. Anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and in Knights of Azure Two, you have this uh, new uh, battle party. where it's you only have two servants with you, and you have this new uh, Lily partner, which is like one of the AI uh, main, you know, main cast with you. And they're yeah. they're all, they're all fairly uh, unique. You have like an assassin type girl. You have uh, a support. You have a, a big uh, long so, uh, broadsword girl, who, like does so a lot of like damage sniper. Yeah, and they're, they're all fairly unique, but. To the detriment of the game, because you're relying on AI to like uh, interact with a lot of the other systems. Because a lot of the new systems, like uh, the the double chase system, where you have to fill up this gauge, anytime you and your AI partner simultaneously hit an enemy, or you have this tension gauge where you unleash an ultimate attack, Uh, these all depend on like how well your AI is functioning with you. But the the AI behavior in that game is very inconsistent. You know, sometimes th- sometimes they'll be doing their job. You know, sometimes they'll be actually attacking the things with you at like at a good good pace. Uh, other times they'll just like they'll get like get glitched into the environment. Like sometimes like a treasure chest or like a barrel will like be in their way. And they're trying to run to the enemy, but they're that's in the way, they, and the the AI path uh, can't compensate for that. So they just like endlessly run into that. I was I was like watching for like a good thirty seconds or so just them just like running into. That. It's like okay, that's awesome. Um, and it it just feels bad that they, you have to rely on that because your your main character can clean house if you get like enough uh, level or up enough and like stack on like attack plus upgrades, which is actually what I was doing. Uh, where like all my f- four item slots were just uh, stacked with like a, a plus attack just to get through oh, the game faster. That makes sense. You know? I would do that. Yeah, yeah. It just because the these AI you just can't uh, rely on them, and when they and it's like it's not, like, enough for that. It's not enough to, to keep, like, a gameplay interesting on that because the, splitting their Cervant count in half, like, they barely do anything now. They're kind of, like, the most useful things about Servan is there'll be uh, obstacles, environmental, environmental like, obstacles that, like, you need Cervant to, like, uh, travel around them, whether it's, like, hey, there's, like, thorns in your path and you have to, like, uh, use this Cervant uh, to, like, burn them down. But it's only specific ones. Uh, it's not all of them. Or like there's this uh high platform that you need like this butterfly servant to like lift you up and get up there. And it it all depends on it, like when you select the stage, it gives you no indication of like which like recommended servant should be with you, because you might have like of ob- obstacles like that. Uh so it all de- if you don't have them in your party, you're screwed. You have to like spend another uh trip there. And that actually works against you because now in Knights of Azure 2. It like you had this new time management mechanic. Like in the first one, you had 15 minutes per stage, uh, original, like as a baseline to get through them, and that was never a big deal, like because you, you got through enemies at like a, a fair pace. In Knights of Visual 2, you start a baseline on 10 minutes, which feels very limiting, but you can, as you level up, it'll add on more time along with more things in the skill tree to you know, uh, boost that up, and that became uh, a non issue. But then there's another time management mechanic in terms of like the moon phases. So in this game, uh it it's weird because the plot in this game is very identical to the first game. You just mix around some, some uh terminology and names and you basically have to plot the same uh first game, just which
5: is same plot, different characters.
1: Yeah, exactly. You have this uh, you know, agent from the Curia organization once again who has to escort their her childhood friend once again to this uh new uh you know, to stop this new uh antagonist, the moon queen. From plunging the world into the eternal night, which is much the uh, you know uh, similar to how uh, what was her name, Ar- Arnis awesome. in the first yeah Arnis in the first game, uh, who has to bring her childhood friend or sacrifice her friend uh, Lilia Lilius or whatever, to stop the Night lord from plunging the world into eternal night. So same thing here, and you have but the but the moon queen queen this time is like. Every time you uh, let time progress in this game, uh, phases of the moon will go uh, will go away. And if you let ever let the game go into a new moon, it's game over from there. You have to like boot up like a earlier save or restart the whole chapter. It just feels bad because every chapter you know that there's a very limited amount of things you do because every time you return from a trip into the hotel, no matter if you had time remaining, if you had like ten minutes remaining, even uh by the time you go back to your hotel headquarters from a stage you cannot go back out you have to go to sleep uh and let time progress and that uh, that feels awful so in in order to like maximize each trip every night you have to go kill enemies and loot the whole stage just to like get, just just get like a uh, like maximize the amount of things you get out of it experience that kind of... money and like the the bo- the affinity bonds with your uh the lily partners go not go for quite, it. not quite
3: the same but that actually reminds mm-hmm. me of like Final Fantasy Type 0 where every time you went Ugh. back to the academy like it would basically jump to the next part of the day mm-hmm. so i remember like just basically all right i'm going to leave the academy and then i'm going to do as much as i possibly can without returning even if it's kind of silly, like explore as much as you possibly can before turning. Yep. Yep. You're gonna just it, it, in order to be efficient, you know. Yeah. Um. So and it was just it kind of felt tedious, and I imagine based on your review, it kind of felt tedious here too. Yeah,
1: it, it feels tedious because like everything, the, all the game reinforces the the whole idea of the tediousness. On top of that, you have like quests that like. Uh, we'll ask you to kill a certain amount of enemies, and then there'll be s- be several points where, like, okay, you completed this quest for this area. We'll have a new quest that asks you to go back to the same area to defeat different enemies, and that was the only way for that quest to unlock. And that just feels awful because, it's like, oh, I have to go explore that same area again, clear out the same enemies again, uh, just to get a, get this quest out of the way that only unlocked after clearing yeah. out this quest. So you
3: kind of feel like you have to do it, yeah, you know, it, twice. Or more
1: exactly, <laughs> and there's not a lot of environments, like maybe four to five, maybe six environments in this game, and they're, they're all pretty small. Uh, the the level design isn't that interesting. There are it just I, I'm I'm sad that like you know that this is the route that they chose to take for this game. It's a uh, just overall just a huge disappointment compared to the first one. And I hope you know if they ever decide to make a sequel again. Here I am left thinking. Like, hopefully, they nailed it in, in the sequel. You know, like, th- there's still like potential in this. Yeah, I,
3: I remember yeah. when you reviewed the first game, I think you gave it like a five or a six. And you're basically, I remember your review was basically, you know, there's a foundation here and maybe they can improve on it. And then they've gone the opposite that.
5: direction. Yeah. And
3: even then, I know your review was pretty scathing. Um, You gave it a four, and we got some angry comments because we always do whenever we score something low. <laughs> And even then, you weren't the lowest one. I saw like another site gave it something like a two. But I, you know, I guess it just goes to show that this game seems to have some issues that people are noticing. yes yeah. both, both like uh, performance and some
1: design things. So the, the only thing that Gus really doubled down on, which is uh, which is like you know good about this game, is like uh, the the characters, the main cast uh, in it. Like there's a lot of it doubles down on uh, you know an all female cast. Um and they they took away all the dudes for the first game like there's like no dude in sight in this game may, uh, aside from like maybe some male servants, you know you do have like some moments like flirtation like there's like a, pool, a swimming pool in the hotel and they always uh, set up some reason of why this person has to go to the pool just for, for them to unlock like, a bathing suit costume that you oh. can use if you want, but uh, you know it, it it there's some nice interactions there and you can choose to like you know learn more about characters the more you use them. Uh, as you build up bond levels, you'll have like new quests that'll have, lead to new scenes with them, and whatnot. So it it does encourage like you know multiple pay- playthroughs. It's impossible to like max all the bond levels out in one playthrough, but in New Game Plus, you retain those levels.
3: And and uh, does the bond for the lilies like transfer over in battle? Like higher yeah, bonds means more I mean, combo attacks. Or yes, whatever?
1: they 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 level up. They uh, they, you know, like there's no new double chase or. Or ultimate attack uh, with them, but they do learn new skills like uh, being able to cure ailments or uh, getting more experience when you uh, when you're with them and whatnot. And it, they just clear out enemies faster, and that that's cool and all. And that's like the only thing, the only reason it's better in Knights of Azure Two be, is because the the first one barely had a cast like to begin with. Like you lightly like mingle with them. But a lot of them just kind of, like, brushed off your situation. Was, uh, in the first Night's measure is it was only the main two of Arniss and Lilis, uh, or Lilius, or whatever. That's the, They were the main focus. And this one, it's kind of blown out, like, with uh, with your bond with uh, these, like, seven other Lily partners. And that's cool, but that's not enough to really make, you know, really carry the game. But, yeah. yeah. And, uh, how did Jafar, I know you are playing it for your walkthrough, uh, Chao. How far did you get, and what do you... go? I kind of interested to see what your thoughts are.
5: I only got, like, to, like, chapter two. I didn't really, like, make much progress because I was writing guides for other games. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I expected more because the game went to, like, several delays through development. It went through, like, development hell. It's, like, it was supposed to come out, like, what was it, like, a year ago?
3: I think like? I think it was originally set to release in Japan, like, December 2016, and it didn't release until, like, like september this year so yeah it, yeah
1: it was only it was only planned for ps4 and vita upon like initial announcement and they they added a, a switch
3: yeah uh version
1: later on in development and who knows like you know what happened behind the scenes that i just i don't know i uh, it's cool if people enjoy it but uh, for me this isn't uh, this isn't enough uh, the, i need uh, there there's a there's an ideal like picture of knights of azure in my mind that's like okay this could be like a really cool game you know but it's not, not it. It, 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 has, it has to play well first, right? It, yeah. <laughs> well, I heard there was, like, a rumor that
5: they said there there was, like, some staff changes midway. Like, they said they had, like, the people that designed the Warrior games, or the Musou games, or whatever you like to call them, and there was, like, a development shift about midway. So there was, yeah, like, a... And, uh,
1: yeah, and I, th- I think it, there there are some good Warriors games out there that, like, really nail, you know, the that kind of style of combat. And I wouldn't be opposed to that uh, in this kind of game, but it feels too limiting as is. Uh, especially with the with the survival thing, it, it just nailed the technical performance first and foremost. And kind of, like, don't be afraid to, like, give your players a lot more options and freedom to, like, you know, and, and build a game that, like, encourages exploring new areas, right? Because every time you uh get a new chapter in this game bombarded quests that say hey you know kill this like amount of like monsters and this like the, the first or second area that you visited even though you're like maybe five chapters in and you're like why the fuck am I doing this again?
5: I don't think they have too much like faith in the audience because as soon as you build the game for the first time it asks you if you want to play on easy mode because it's recommended for first time action players.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean oh once again I'm, here I am left with hopefully they know it the third time. Third time's the charm, right?
6: Yeah, fair time yeah. is start,
1: So yeah, I mean that—that's kind of my brief thoughts on like Knights of Azure Two. Go read up the the review on the site. Uh, for you know, uh, it, I clear, clearly clearly spell out you know what I didn't like about this game, and uh, I gave it a fair shot. You know, I I really wanted to like this game. Uh, I I think I I always like it when developers like Gus and like you know this uh, middle classic you know ja- Japanese developers like kind of like on the niche end, like kind of try their hand at like new IPs. That's really interesting to me because uh rather i do like rather
3: than the, gus just being the atelier the, studio the, yeah
1: yeah <laughs> so, fair uh, enough i, I I'm, I'm always i'm always just like okay you have a lot of talent there try out new things and i want to see what that uh looks like for your end for well
0: sure. let's switch gears then from a game that mm-hmm. was technically improficient to one that was apparently technologically advanced and was able to achieve a crazy amount of scale destiny 2 I've, yeah, we were. you spread that picture on Twitter, of course, about someone trying to get that uh, game running on a <laughs> Surface Pro 2. Uh, but apparently, yeah, you can go all the way to like the, the highest resolution down to as more as like, you know, a tiny little box, almost like it was the old Doom engine or something like that. That's impressive. Uh, the yeah, game I... overall seems very impressive.
1: Yeah, I, the PC uh, version of Destiny Two came out, so I went in hard with it. Uh, a few buddies of mine in the in the clan that I joined for it, the uh, the there was a the talk of like someone trying to run the servers pro 2, and I, I put it up on Twitter. And it's just, it's kind of impressive that the game can run at that, even though it's like at the probably the lowest settings, probably at like I don't know, one forty four, three twenty p and think, he's like yeah. and the only way he could like stabilize the frame rate like at 20 is like am i staring at the skybox and nothing
2: else <laughs> oh man, i'd love to see him trying and uh, raid on that oh setup. my god oh, oh you it's... just melt the,
1: the thing the poor thing um but it it looks very pretty i've been running it on like uh mostly high settings uh on my on my end i'm running on a 970 1080 uh setup and i just actually beat the campaign like uh, about an hour ago or so we just kind of rushed that campaign to get the good stuff. And the funny thing about the campaign is, uh, no, no story spoilers, of course. I didn't. Uh, the, uh, the story is very unimpressive. Uh, that's what I
2: think of it. It's kind of whatever.
1: Um, I thought the uh, final
2: few uh, missions on the campaign were actually pretty good. That's just me.
1: Um, my friend, my friend, I kinda of just like you know, not breeze through it because we're like at the, the uh, like maybe ten or twenty below the recommended light level. But it just kind of it's kind of like he he played Destiny before I did it. This is the first time I was like, okay, whatever. This is kind of it, it's it's kind of like uh, the Diablo effect, right? Of like there's like these big uh, story moments of Diablo, but it's kind of like misses the mark for me. It's like okay, this is kind of a cool thing. Like the surrounding environments look really nice and pretty, but the actual like mechanics. Uh, during those fights are kind of more of the same, just um, added on like reinforcements and stuff. I, I didn't think too much of them, but I, I can see why people would like them. And uh, the the funny thing about the campaign is I, I ended it like level eighteen, and he did like at level nineteen. But like the. Uh, after you speak to, to some uh, NPCs, after that it just it just boosts you to twenty no matter what like yeah. the level cap. It's just like ahead. okay, like uh, just you, we know you don't want to grind to twenty. It's cool. There's a sh- shitload of things you need to do after this game anyway. That's like kind of to a lot of people that like the real gay, quote unquote game opens up uh, when you reach level cap. So there's like a shitload of things to do on my end right now to get uh, get ready for the, for the raid. The raid uh, comes out um, this upcoming week for PC. And I don't think any new content for that game comes out to like actually December for both consoles and PCs. But uh, the the performance on it has been awesome for me. I've been running it at stable, you know, uh, like around I want to say 90 to 120, uh, but I I b-sync it down to 60 just to you know uh, prevent you know uh, tearing and whatnot. And it it looks nice. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun. The, the gunplay looks great. I made a hunter. Uh, who's uh, an arc strider right now? Who so the super ability on that is like getting out like a big ass spear or pole and just breaking shit. Uh, it feels very gratifying. Um, but I want to see what the other subclass does. I don't like the fiery revolver one on hunter. It kind of feels lackluster. But I I don't know what the other subclass is. And it you know it's more destiny. Uh, feels good. Uh, looks good. Uh, not much more to say. On it it is my first time with destiny so I've been having I've been having a blast like just seeing it through a newcomer's eyes there's a lot of uh cool things in there
0: so is your first step with destiny eyes right. uh, yep that's good that's good because I've been thinking about playing as well like I've only played a little bit of the first one I played the uh the beta or whatever it was for Destiny 2 when that was out and so I've been hearing a lot of really good things about it and it's got a lot right. of nice appeals.
1: I, I guess it is worth mentioning uh, the nice thing about PC is getting through the menus with the cover the mouse is very fast. Uh, I, I heard a lot of people saying that the, the UI improvements just just using a keyboard and mouse on it to uh, help uh, improve their experience of the game and two... There was this whole thing at the uh, launch time that I, I think it's starting to smoothen out, or the, the, it's a developing story where there was like some bans uh, going around from uh, Bungie of people uh, who had like Discord or the Discord overlay up, or they had like Shadow Play running and whatnot, and saying uh, did, like it just like instantly banned them if they had them those running. Uh, oh. I think I, I don't know. It's not really a hoax because I, I know some people who I trust who did uh, get that, but uh, Bungie unbanned them the next day. Uh, And they released a statement saying, like, uh, at release, they only banned, like, 400 people, uh, you know, who, like, uh, were kind of, like, it was, like, legitimate because, like, these people were trying to run, like, you know, maybe cheat engines and whatnot alongside it. And that would break the whole, you know, server side thing of the game. Yeah. and, uh, but then they also retracted more bans uh, the following day saying, okay, we're trying to like reevaluate our banning process. We did, uh, you know, realize that like our methodology is like kind of flawed in this. So the that's the, that seems to be like, you know, easing up now. Yeah, it tells uh, you all
2: you need to know that yeah. they said, oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're uh, reversing some of these bans. And they don't say why and they don't really um, go into detail about what happened because they messed up.
4: Yeah.
1: It's a. Uh, at least they're they're very speedy on that. It's, it's still kind of fucked up that like that even happened in the first place. But hopefully you know that um, the hopefully that kind of smoothens out uh, as time goes on. Uh, on my end, I've been using Discord alongside it. It's not the overlay, but that's been fine. I haven't been banned yet uh, for just like talking with my friends uh, on that because in, in the in the PC in the PC version, there's no chatting with strangers like public chat. Uh, they're kind of testing that out, saying, "Hey, you can only uh, chat with like, your fire team or clan," I think, but no like public uh, chat in that game, no public text chat, and whatnot. Um, yeah,
0: sounds like a fantastic experience. That's that's the game. Obviously, it's it's only just starting off. When it came out on PC, as you said, recently, consoles a month ago. So apparently, it's got a lot uh, left in it. And it's good that it's starting at such a strong base. So I'm excited to hear more about that. I'm sure you'll share more of your thoughts as yeah. more content comes out. So Kazuma, you've been quiet. You still here? Um, yeah, you yeah,
6: are. yeah, of course I'm still here. Of course he's still here.
0: So I want to talk about a certain game uh, that infamous Kazuma, the infamous Kazuma (laughs) public target number one. Uh, Well, let's not talk about the comments anymore, guys. I don't want to deal (laughs) with that shit. Uh, But so Assassin's Creed Origins. Now, this is a game that Ubisoft has been building up as an action RPG entry. Uh, It's been kind of nice just before we get started on that. Just nice that Ubisoft is sort of embracing more of the genre with like the division uh and also this uh they're obviously introducing rpg elements into other series because clearly that's a good way to sort of expand the replayability but with a Assassin- yeah, let me just jump in and say like maybe. assassin's creed is
3: a, a series we haven't historically covered yes but we kind of decided we should jump in with origins because they were really pushing like rpg elements like levels and stats and things like that that, that weren't in there before
0: yeah and, and we've covered games that are not as rpg heavy as origins even if it's uh very yeah. light in the grand scheme uh that's me too for example <laughs> we've covered visual novels and stuff like that so i just want to make sure people get that across that you know our name may be rpg site but we cover a lot more i think that's that should be clear and i think anyone who's followed our site for more than a week knows that uh, but Kazuma, just talk a little bit about your your thoughts on Assassin's Creed Origins. I know you, you continue to play it before and after you did that review, so what do you think about it?
6: Mm, okay, so um, I'll preface this by saying that I'm very honest in how I feel, and that might upset a lot of people, and I'm very sorry for that. Um, Don't be. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I always think it's very nice when, when people have a passion for what they love, and if they right. love Assassin's Creed, then that's it's very good for them. I'm very happy. Um, I used to be a big fan of the series and I was actually, I've mentioned this in the other podcast that I was actually um, a Ubisoft like super fan at one point. Uh, so I actually know people that worked on this game and I've been to the studio and I've talked to people and everything about this. Um, unfortunately, Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, where it tries to be an action RPG, it fell short in a lot of ways in which the difficulty scaling is completely artificial. Uh, Its combat becomes really tiresome, people uh, like to joke that it's awkward, I guess, but it's just really boring because you end up charging the same attack to uh, circle strafe enemies and just hit them in the back and rinse repeat, as you need to find upgrades to make your hidden blade worth anything in stealth combat, therefore kind of removing the entire option if you're, I don't know, maybe two or three levels below an enemy, even on easy, you can't like instant kill anybody. So like, what's the point? Yeah.
4: Um,
6: it uh, it it leaves a lot to be desired in that aspect, because when I think Assassin's Creed or I think action RPG, I think skill, and there was no skill involved in this whatsoever. Um, that was very disappointing because I don't mind when games give me a challenge in the form of skill-based co- uh, combat. I really like that. I love the Soul series especially for that reason. Uh, but there was none of that in this. It was incredibly shallow. Uh, I ran into so many bugs. It was ridiculous. I had an hour-long loading screen that forced me to restart the application. Uh So I've lost... No, I lost, like, two hours of gameplay because of that. Because it was right before a save point. So Uh I had to restart that segment twice because this happened twice. Oh,
3: my God. Talking about the difficulty, I remember in your review saying that, like, if you were to wander a bit and run into enemies that were, like, a higher level, like, even just a couple higher levels higher than you, it was basically pointless to even try because the stat difference was just... Is that, is that what you kind of meant, where, like, there's no skill involved? It's just whether or not you have the stats?
6: Yes, and that includes upgrading your weapons or finding weapons, and what really annoyed me is that, okay, so the copy that we got for review came with the Deluxe Edition item. so you get a Legendary Sword, right? And there are three different types of tiers for items. There's Legendary, Rare, and Normal, and they're all color indicated with gold, purple, and blue. And gold weapons will always be... The highest uh, uh, damage that you can get out of any weapon. So you just trash any kind of like uh, rares or um, uh, normal for uh, upgrade materials. Uh, so they want you to have pre-ordered the game to get one of the best weapons available in the game
4: mm.
6: by essentially uh, essentially spending real money to uh, to work with this system that they've put in place for. Uh, level grinding I guess um, or you can use helix points to get legendary items which you can re- get like via the in-game currency and everything um, or you can do quests and the side quests again they much be desired but ba- back to the whole enemy thing um, so if enemies again are like two to three levels above you they'll have like these red little uh, face plates above them and that will tell you that this enemy is too strong for you. Go back and do some side quests. And do some exploration to, like, up your level or some shit. Um, and if they're marked with a skull, don't even bother. Like, you can do it, but you'll get, like, one hit when they look at you. Like, it's ridiculous. I and know. when you're dodging, you can get stuck on environments. You can clip through stuff. I had a glitch where I fell, and I was stuck in a loop of bay just falling for, like, five minutes until I just restarted. It was It was a lot.
1: And just to uh, like you know give some context to all this, Assassin's Creed Origins is like obviously new Assassin's Creed, but it goes back like even further. It's like beyond before anything happened. It's oh like ancient Egypt. Yeah. and then you, yeah. I, never, I remember you had to pause with the story because like a new protagonist, Bayek, and I, I hear it starts off really weird too.
6: <laughs> mm, okay, so. I'm not going to, like, spoil anyone and yeah. anything. But the game starts off, and it's really fragmented, and it kind of jumps around. And you know how they have those, and I'm not going to say this right, and someone's going to crucify me for this, but the uh, requiat and m- pace or whatever, yeah, the scene yeah, where the you, like, kill the enemy and you yeah. lay them to rest. Uh, Bayek has that too. But his, like, the direction is so bizarre uh, because these these characters have these monologues, to try and make them uh, fleshed-out villains, but you don't interact with them at all. And if you do, it's incredibly shallow, and they kind of vaguely explain their motive while the camera's jumping around and Bayek screaming at stuff and just being, like, a <laughs> big, angry guy. Yeah, no, there's there's literally one scene where it, like, has, like, seven or eight different cuts... Um, and Bayek's like talking to himself. The villain's talking. He's talking to the villain. They're oh talking God. to themselves. Talking to each other. I don't like. It's not. It's not great. And the um, the premise for the story, despite it being an origin story, um, it it's it's the same narrative I've seen in like six other games that have come out this past decade. And I feel like they've done it the worst, despite being the most recent game to do it, um, because it literally. It, it's um, violence for the sake of violence. Like I don't mind violence in my video games. Everyone knows of the Aquaza series, and people get treated like shit in that game. Women are bystanders, children, um, everyone's getting shot and dying. Like that's just part of it. Whatever. Like I don't mind as long as it's done and written well, but this was was pretty. Um, pretty bad, I rolled my eyes a couple of times. Like, again, I don't want to like seem that I really hate this game because I don't, I just have a lot of problems with it because it could have been so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, its potential wasn't fully met through its narrative, because of how unfortunately shallow it was, there, and there was how uh,
1: uh, there was heightened expectations for this Assassin's Creed, like you know compared to uh, previous ones because this one had like a two-year development cycle. They actually took a year off the Assassin's Creed series. Well, and... they always
2: have two-year development cycles. This yeah. one just had yeah. a three-year or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I yeah.
1: Know, yeah. That, I'm sorry, not, not not development cycle, but I mean uh, release window uh and this you know this was supposed to be like you know them like kind of looking back at the series like overhauling a lot of things that needed to be you know fixed It was supposed to be like you know uh, this big improvement to it so it makes sense that you know that you expected more out of like Assassin's Creed like this was supposed to be like the, a new beginning for it because they can kind of been dragging on and on and on yearly prior
6: mm, it's not that i expected a lot out of it i expect Uh, a higher level of quality met with narratives Mm -hmm. when you compare it to other AAA titles that are coming out internationally Um, so like you have games that we've talked about like uh, Life is Strange amazing compelling narratives Uh, the Yakuza series again great narrative Um, the Soul series vague but still interesting narrative when pieced together and unfortunately Assassin's Creed feels like it's stuck in the past with its writing uh, and that was a, a a big problem because while it tries to um, be diverse in a way with its characters, uh, it takes any opportunity to kind of like crush that. and it's it's very, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, so it was very disappointing uh, in in that respect, outside of all the technical like, Uh, difficulties I face and I mean I don't mind bugs but like losing like two to three hours of gameplay because of a loading screen or having my console like uh, blue screen because of the game oh, fuck. yeah no that that happened three times that yeah that happened three times um and i feel like the people that read the review like didn't understand like how like severe this actually was like oh well i guess your console like i don't know blue screen so like whatever like i don't see how this game deserves a six no <laughs> okay, it, well, well, why is it why is this like why is this accepted
1: now it's like it's oh not, yeah I mean, it, it shouldn't like...
0: be yeah i think the bigger problem is that like uh they i mean people who reviewed it on other consoles had the same problem too like on the Xbox One. Uh even if that was supposedly the lead platform uh that still apparently was the case, and I think that it shouldn't never it should never be something we sweep under the rug it's no, it's very unacceptable, especially with the as you were talking about before the longer uh development cycle or release schedule it's that it should not be something we should ignore. they keep shipping broken games they need to be called out on it and i like, I think it's it'd be unfair or like it'd be dumb if like you give a game a perfect score for example, and ignore those issues it's like even Skyrim, you know, it got such great scores. Like you guys should really point out those bugs and glitches and just not ignore it because that mm. that does really hinder the gameplay.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like a weird like stairs. Like in an ideal world, when this game is actually perfectly running, this is actually a really good game. But
6: it's like... it's, it's the same oh, case. Yeah, no. where...
0: Oh god. Oh
6: no, no! No, go ahead, Zach. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to mention that you know someone mentioned like oh the. Maybe they didn't play Witcher Three. They wouldn't know that. It's like, yeah, Witcher Three had bugs and glitches and issues as well, like severe slowdown and that. Uh, I forget what it's called, like that swamp area with the with the witches. I uh, mean, how many
3: patches did Witcher Three get? A lot, <laughs> a lot. It yeah.
0: completely changed the game from the animation controls down to like you know, like people getting stuck in walls and things like that. There were definitely uh, points where people were losing progress. Uh, I mean, there were differences in the fact that there were like autosaves and stuff like that, so it would make up for, you know, you wouldn't lose progress like that, and so it was a little bit better. uh, But, you know, if there was a bug, you reload, potentially the bug was still there. So I don't think even The Witcher 3 should be forgiven for those things. Uh, It's definitely not, it shouldn't be anything. It's that they're trying to rush to get the game out by a set release date, so clearly uh, those things might come up. But it's also, it's kind of like that thing you were talking about, you know, Gust having, like, uh, this... You call it a middle class. I think it's like the double A uh, uh, publisher cycle um, that they're having problems with, uh, you know, shipping a game that's running smoothly on, on, a, on a certain platform. In Assassin's Creed case, they probably got like a, a development team of maybe 500, 600 people. Uh, and it kind of shows what the problem of AAA development is like, despite the fact that they have all these people working on the game. It also means that they can't catch a lot of those bugs because uh, the quality mm-hmm. control isn't there. Mm-hmm. Too many people.
2: One thing I'm wondering about, though, is um, the last Assassin's Creed that released didn't come out like when the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X were no, really no Syndicate, things. yeah, Syndicate
0: no, 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 was no. before yeah.
2: then. So I think maybe part of the problem was okay, so they decided they were going to revisit like the um, the series. They were going to try and remake some things. So they were like, okay, we'll add another year onto development there. And while they were doing that then all of a sudden they they had to uh, work on extra versions of the game for Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. I'm yeah. wondering if maybe that kind of caught them off guard and that's why there were so many bugs.
0: Uh, I mean, no, because that's that's happened before, obviously, right? It was before the, with the other platforms. And also, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time they've released... because. Uh, Kazuma, you mentioned that uh, you had a day one patch with your review copy, which is not unusual. It's definitely the case, mm. but they have released multiple day one patches in the past uh, that Ubisoft has. So.
6: Uh, yes, yeah, so mine came with the first initial day one patch um, and I, I I, guess I shouldn't expect that to like make my game bug-free. Um, I just I don't want anything that could be potentially game-breaking and yeah. I wanted to take that into account when I was writing my review or playing the game. Like, uh, me as a player, if I get like a glitch where my like system hard crashes three times or I'm stuck behind like an hour loading screen, that's discouraging. I'm not gonna want to play that game. I'll just set it aside and play something else that doesn't make my and under normal circumstances. I would actually
1: like give up yeah. on that game if that ever actually happened to me. Yeah, yeah, no, no.
6: it's not. It's not fun when you have to like redo like two hours of progress, oh, no. or like side quests, or um, having instances in which NPCs don't show up in major character like uh development like story scenes and shit and uh they're just talking to walls and like literally like usually like i guess i would if I dialogue for the missing character pop that doesn't pop up either like the, com- the assets completely gone oh Ugh.
0: my god i had that problem like i was reviewing risen 2 for example mm-hmm. and i had a mm-hmm. a, a, a story specific npc that i needed to fight uh but every time i attacked him my sword went right through him and didn't do any damage True. and so that broke the game like I had the option of either losing about five or six hours of progress or oh. just straight up giving up I gave up <laughs> so yeah. oh, I, I it took a lot of um, a lot of strength from you kazuma for being able to put up with that to at least finish it for review but man because you said it you played for about what was it like 40 hours of it?
6: 40, 40 plus hours. Yeah, um, and again, with like, min- minimal grinding just to get through the story.
1: Yeah,
0: that's,
6: um,
4: that's, that. that's
1: Yeah, you know, so. Uh, but, you know, moving past all this, do you think that their new gameplay system being more action RPG focused, do you think it's like a solid foundation for future Assassin's Creed games? Like, <laughs> you know.
6: Mm, maybe is... if they strip it of all of its artificial artificial difficulty and bullshit leveling system, yeah, sure.
1: Man.
0: like I like how this is going to be like, it's a bad game, but it's got potential. Like That's what we're gonna no, our no, basis. No, no, it does.
4: No, it I, does. I, I'm making fun <laughs> of
0: Josh's little thing about Knights of Azure <laughs> and now we got this going for Assassin's Creed. Sorry,
6: no.
4: No, it's not Every you. game
0: has potential I'm making future, fun of Josh. I'm, right. I'm making fun of Josh. Don't
1: worry about
4: this. Like,
6: like, <laughs> like, all of those Assassin's Creed-like developers are going like, to probably be like, wow, Cosm was a real piece of shit. We're never inviting him back like, to Montreal. Um... Okay, um, it's okay.
0: You you had your fun in the meantime, but now you gave it a review now they're gonna be like shunned, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah um, it fun,
6: no, but... I I believe the game really excels in its open world and that sure. that whole experience you can have while traversing the map without combat will be a big selling point for this game because it gives you the rich history of Egypt and a lot of things about the culture that people generally wouldn't know, uh, just because, you know, like most people aren't taught like super in depth things about world history regarding Egypt. Yeah. Um and I think that's where the game will truly shine, because as an open world experience, uh, it's it's phenomenal. Like, it's vibrant, it's beautiful. Uh, the animal AI is great, oh, if hell that's yeah. a strange thing to say. But yeah, oh. no, the animal AI is, like, really great. Um, and it's just... Uh, oh, God. Okay, and first of all, the climbing mechanic is absolutely awesome in this game. I didn't, like, accidentally kill myself jumping off of anything.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, sweet. No, I'm yeah. So, uh, nice. yeah, my ears now.
6: Yeah, okay, so that, that's that been completely fixed. So that that's great. That's really good.
2: So the impression I'm getting is it might be worth picking up once the uh, bugs are fixed and it goes down a bit in price.
6: In a year, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when everything's patched out um, and they have, like, a big, like, game of the year Collector's edition that comes with all the DLC and everything then I would really <laughs> suggest like no so you don't have to pay for these fucking weapons which oh just making it yet easier another
0: edition <laughs> yes. Yes. yeah like, it's like that in uh, Shadow of okay. War like the billion editions oh my gosh yeah I-
2: I'm thinking but like, as of right now the uh, yeah. best Assassin's Creed is still Black Flag uh, mm-hmm.
0: uh Syndicate was I pretty good yeah oh Brotherhood <laughs> wow okay I mean I would I would say like it was like that Black Flag and Syndicate of the three right that's
6: hmm
1: Oh, uh, I'll be I'll be that guy. Who says no, nah, man. Original Assassin's Creed. That's where it's. So. Oh
6: yeah, Altair is no. very good. Um, I feel like <laughs> the writing, really. the narratives for the original games were much better when they had the actual like creator of the series still working on them through like one yeah. and like halfway through Brotherhood. The stories were great, and I feel like as the series has progressed, the stories have gotten significantly weaker, um, especially with Syndicate. Uh, because some characters introduce introduced maybe five seconds, and then they're pushed aside. And that's very similar in Origins. You'll meet important story characters, and they'll either be pushed aside or killed, like in maybe three minutes. Nice. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. But it, it feels like Assassin's Creed is focusing more on its technological advancement, more of its gameplay, than more of its narrative. So if people are willing to overlook a really weak and stale narrative for an open world experience and yes like this is for you like if you like skyrim and i'm not saying skyrim is like that story but if you like skyrim you just want to exist in a, a beautiful environment like buy it get it and like support the team please like i'm begging you um it's kind of but... funny
0: uh, you mentioned about uh the original creator of uh, assassin's creed um i forget if jade raymond was actually part of like i mean she was there i think it's close to the beginning right but now that mm-hmm. epistle studios is shut down and she was the gm of the studio uh, I wonder if she'll go back to making Assassin's Creed at this point. I
6: wonder. Mm, you know what? We'll talk about that after this podcast is over. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> Okay, sure. Oh, you know <laughs> so.
0: Okay. All, right. all right, all right.
6: Yeah. We'll talk about okay. that.
0: I just mm-hmm. wonder if that was something worth it. Okay. So, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, Assassin's Creed Origins, like I mentioned, we have a review up on the site. Of course, we also reviews for Knights of Azure 2, uh, Destiny 2, uh, via James. He actually did the review for that game. Uh, and Tears of the match. Lost Dimension. We got all those articles up on the site. Let's move on to Adam, though, because you've been playing some Summon 6. Does that uh, game do we-
1: actually exist now? Yes, it exists. In oh a few my days,
0: God. it'll be in your hands, maybe. Like, if you plan on buying it, I don't know. If you it, yeah. <laughs> I What's feel your feelings like on that? I go. Yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it, it was announced like. Okay, so ago. some anyway.
3: background, since this is a pretty niche game. Um, so, Summonite is a Japanese SRBG series. Yes, and most of the games, especially in the mainline series of it, are not localized. So that's like the first one, one, two, three, and four. They never got English versions, and I don't think they even got fans translated or anything.
0: No, it's uh, hard for those. For CBS
3: I don't remember what games. platforms they were on exactly. I know some of them were uh, it PSP.
0: It was the but, first two were, P- were PS1, the third one, and the I, fourth one were PS2.
3: Yeah. I think and I think the first couple got like PSP and DS ports um, yeah, or yeah. you know so they got ported a couple times. But anyways, yeah. um, the the series was actually introduced in English with spin-offs actually localized by Atlas on Game Boy Advance Swordcraft Story 1 and 2 and as well as uh on DS another spin-off Twin Age also localized by Atlas. Um, and then Summonite 5, so the fifth mainline entry was a PSP game and then Gaijin works um, which is a really small localization company, localized that kind of only a couple of years ago, I think late 2015. So it was like one of those really late PSP releases in yeah. English. Um,
2: Even got a physical release.
3: Yeah. So Works is head by Victor Ireland, who is um, the head of working designs back in the day. So the, what, the Lunar series um, and things like that. So, um, so Summonite 5, just a very, very brief, review of that it's a pretty decent strategy rpg but i felt like it wasn't very it wasn't like it didn't stand out Sure. it was just kind of like you know it wasn't bad it wasn't really like great or memorable but it's like okay this is a, a fine okay game um and so these i should say, i should mention summonite is the the games do exist in the same like timeline so like two leads into three leads into four leads into five but they're not, like, direct sequels. It's more, like, like 20, 30 years later type things. Um, so there is a storyline there and a history. But, like, Summonite 6, so this is the, the the most recent release on PlayStation 4 and Vita, um, developed by MediaVision. So they did, um, they did Wild Arms back in the day. Uh, they'd done uh, the Digimon games, the uh, Cyber Sleuth, and a couple others. Uh, so Summon Night Six is a little bit different, where it's not progressing that storyline. Instead, what it is, it's it's more like a, it's more like a Summon Night, like, uh, kind of like a festival game where all all the characters from all the rest of the games, kind of through wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff, kind of end up in one place. And so it's a little bit weird, especially for for a series that's not hasn't doesn't have a really great localization history. That now there's a bunch of characters. And by a bunch, I mean a, a bunch. Like I think it's like around like forty or fifty um, characters from all these games, kind of all mashed together. And me, I've only played five, so a lot of these characters are new to me. Um, but I guess you can say that you put you into the. It puts you into the shoes of the main characters in this game, who are Raj and Amu, basically meeting all these Summonite characters. So what Summonite 6 is, is it basically is a self-contained story that all these characters are kind of like put on this mysterious world. And this is going to sound kind of blunt, but this is literally the background to it. So there's this world called Fallujah. And the characters Raj and Amu live in this world. They're the only people who live in this world, nobody else. They don't know how they got there. They have no parents and they don't know who their parents are. And they, uh, they, they don't have parents basically. And how they survive is that stuff falls from the sky, like cans of beans or noodles (laughs) or uh, furniture or things like that. Like it literally just falls from the sky and they scavenge it. They eat it. And even things like, like buildings and pirate ships fall from the sky. All right. So, so yeah, that's and that that's it. Like, there's no explanation for this. It's just that's just how it is. And one day, and then, so these two characters, that's what they've been doing. Like, I, they're in their teens, so you know their whole lives. Um, and then one day, humans start to fall from the sky, and these are the characters from the other Summonite oh, no. games. No, this is the worst. Then, outside <laughs> of everything else, is the human show up? Show up. Yeah, mm. and so like, this is literally like you're the first person I've ever spoken to. Um, wow. Okay. And so i'm not really under an embargo for this the way guys works works is that they're basically just like you know do whatever um we'd appreciate it if you wait until launch but there's no uh, embargo so sure. i can kind of talk about whatever here but i would say about 85 percent of the game is basically this characters from one of the games falls into this world some of the characters ends up being possessed by like a mysterious force and they start acting up, and they start acting kind of evil and belligerent. And you basically have to fight them and a couple of weird demons that they kind of spawn. And then you beat them, and then they kind of gain their senses back, and then they join your team. And that's literally about 85, maybe 90% of the game. Like, I think there's like 25 chapters, and that's about what you're doing up to, t- up to chapter 21 or 22. This sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <doesn't> so <laughs> what the game is, mostly, is character interaction. Okay. In between missions, there's a bunch a bunch of like little scenes. It's just like dialogue scenes between various characters from various games. Um, you know that they're some of them are pretty amusing. You know, uh, considering how many characters there are, I think they do a pretty good job at giving like a relatively even spread of spotlight on the, on all of them, and they don't really fall obviously with so many characters in the character. These characters are already established characters. You know, from the series that none of them are going to have like really really deep and engaging you know character development or whatever but i think they do a pretty good job at just making these interactions you know entertaining and amusing and things like that and i will say having played summonite 5 beforehand did help me a lot just kind of with the terminology and things the jargon of the series but just i just basically want to say like be aware that's what the game is it's Um, mostly like it's the srpg battles which i'll get into a little bit in a second. I have a,
1: I have two questions for you yeah. because you brought up the character interactions. One, this is you know, Victor Ireland's uh, has a has a rep of, a, of like localizing yeah. a, a certain style, and two, uh, which is kind of like a dual question of, there's, an English voices and is there dual audio? No.
3: So there is no Japanese voices. Okay. Apparently, like they wanted to get them, but. Like some decision was made where they couldn't, even though they were willing to pay for them or something. No, I
0: I, I spoke directly to Victor during E3. He basically said that the contracts were way too expensive, and if it meant if he paid for that, it'd be very, it'd be difficult. I think
3: I think he later on Twitter just kind of said they were willing to later, and then but like it was kind of too late or something. But anyways, Um. so the localization, I haven't played the Working Designs game, so I I don't have familiarity there, but I have played some Night Five in the sense that like what is presented to me it's a very like the word i used in my summer night 5 review is it's very colorful like there it's it, it it doesn't have the problem that some localizations have where it's like really dry and rote and repetitive mm-hmm. it, 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 the characters are really colorful they have they have personalities um it, some of the dialogue is really amusing um some of it is a little bit wacky and silly but i think it toned it down a little bit for summer night 5 um but it's like, it is in a sense like a joy to read. Like, I think it does a pretty good job at like these characters, they come across like different characters will speak in certain ways. And I think the I think Victor Island, who's basically does the localizations for these almost single-handedly, does a pretty good job in that respect. Yeah, now, I, I, always,
1: know... I, I always get the picture. Like it, it's going for a more like a whimsical tone. Like it, it's kind of like, it, it's not yeah. taking too much uh, like trying to like, Get a one to one like meaning for yeah. the Japanese uh, original Japanese script and kind of giving his own like spin
3: on like what would actually be the most entertaining to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, but so yes, it's. Thank you. thank you. I know that some people will criticize him, maybe rightfully, if he goes too far and like he takes liberties. And I don't speak Japanese, so and I am I I'm not going to do you know I'm not going to try to like compare scripts and like ah look what he changed, but you just kind of have to know that like it's probably not going to be exactly one to one on what they were saying in Japanese, um but it is what is presented like pretty fun, and I do think he might have taken some of the criticism of Dive to Heart because it's not so oddball that that game was. Now there is one small thing about the localization um the text that kind of bugs me so someonight how these stories work is that characters will when they're very young like in their like preteens or younger they will basically form a bond with a spirit and that that becomes like a lifetime bond so when a character basically like meets their spirit like one of them is uh, magna her, his spirit is sasasha which is like a yokai fox like they're basically bound for life and in Japanese, it's very obvious that they, that they often refer—the summon refers to their summoner as, like, Oni-chan or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so in English, they, they say big brother or big sister a lot. And while I know that's what they say in Japanese, it, they say it so often yeah. in the text that it does feel a little bit awkward because that's, that's not how you would say it in
1: yeah, English. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel—there's that. no way you'd see that, so, like, in normal English dialogue out yeah, there. Yeah, so, yes. like—
2: that's kind of a similar problem that Ease 8 had with uh, some of the kid characters in the village. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, on one hand, that's,
3: that, that's like, the only thing about, like, the translation itself that's really obviously that it's a translation. Like, if if it was, if it was truly, like, p- people speaking English, they would, like, use their names more often rather than big brother or big sister. Right. Um, and I understand that's how they would say it in Japanese. So that's just kind of a thing that's just a, you know, a quirk of the translation, I guess. Um,
6: so it's more an issue with the localization then. Yeah,
3: I, but I guess it's like what, what, what up to preference if you if that's what you prefer it to be or not. And I guess that also brings into play like if I was speak, listening to a Japanese dub, and the the text said Big Brother, Big Sister, and I could hear them saying Oni Chan or whatever, then maybe I would be better. I don't know. It's just kind of a my preference is is I think when I'm reading it, uh, it should sound natural. And in English, it doesn't. But that's like that's kind of like the one big thing that kind of stucks out. Now you asked about voice acting. Uh-huh. Uh, overall, it is very poor, uh, <laughs> like worse than even like some like PlayStation Two voice acting. Um, the reasoning Oof. for this My is um, there's a lot of characters in this game, and I, I actually was so curious about this. I looked. I brought up uh, like a cast page. There's a lot of characters in this game, including, like, the main character, Raj, who the actors have no other um, roles on their resume. Like, this is literally uh, the first thing they've worked cheap, on. Cheap are, are, there, are, there, are there,
1: like, are they, like, any instances where, like, one character, like, voices like, three to four other characters? Or, or I think there's person? I think
3: there's a couple where, like, one character voices two, but okay. it's not, that, not that much because there are so many characters. So but, you have you know, a lot of
1: characters. It definitely, it definitely, I'm sorry, it definitely goes back to like you know that era of like when voice acting wasn't wasn't really like taken seriously in video games. Like people just like you know get coworkers or their family members. Like yeah. hey, go record this line, you know,
3: <laughs> type of deal. Like it, it, and so then, then there's a couple of actors who like the last thing they worked on was like the last thing that had voices that Victor Ireland worked on, which I think was like Grawlancer in 2004 huh. or something. That's interesting. So, and then there's a couple. They, they, there's 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 a fair amount of voice acting. Um, and there's a, there's a couple of characters where they actually had to like outsource this to uh, a studio BangZoom, who does a lot of you know. I did not know uh, they were still around. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do a they do a ton of like video game I, yeah, and anime. I've actually gubs. heard
2: bad things about Studio BangZoom. Zoom. Yeah, they've been around right? for quite a while. I mean, they're
0: still pretty active right now, so huh. it's not yeah. They've been they've been around. So,
2: so
3: those characters, like it's kind of funny because like when you when you see them pop up, they like sound like noticeably better than everyone else. Um, <laughs> but that's that's kind of what that's what kind of what you get. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's like we're, we keep commenting about how Vic Garland is still around, <laughs> like yeah. working on games. It's like it's because like he has to, you know, save money in some places. I mean, it's either that or just no voices at all. So uh, I'm not saying that this should be forgiven. I just it's understandable why he doesn't have like you know top caliber stuff here
3: so it's pretty bo- it's pretty poor like i i'm usually the person like i i would prefer to listen to a dub you know if it's good but if this game had japanese voices i would have switched to them it's it it's definitely distracting especially when like one of the main characters is one of these brand newbies and it just it's it's obvious i don't think it's like chaos wars level or anything like that but it's just kind of like uh, <laughs> i i kind <laughs> yeah, of foresee
1: oh, sorry go ahead uh, we're we are we're all in need of a modern era chaos wars though
0: hell no so maybe this will get close fuck off
3: um but you it's... can turn off voices and just pretend it's like uh you know nah, a, that's well, not, I, a, a voiceless game <laughs>
0: something tells me based on the reaction to that he might do the japanese voices after all you know maybe it'll be like all right well it's like well, when, I... when zelda you know it's like okay we'll let you listen to it in japanese okay
3: mm-hmm. so anyways the game itself is very similar to summonite 5 the the main difference is being a PS4 game instead of a PSP game. You can now have eight characters in the battle instead of five, but it really works very similarly in terms of the mechanics and how the the level design and things like that. And it's just okay. Um, like it's a solid strategy RPG. I think it's not like it's, it's basically what I said about Summon Five is kind of the same here. It's it. It's enjoyable. It works. You know, it makes sense, but it doesn't really. Now that I've beaten the game, I I don't think it's gonna like leave any sort of lasting impact. Anything significantly new with the gameplay, like uh, like the key feature that makes it distinct? Not that I can think of. Mm Uh, I mean, I I, my memory of Summon Night Five like was a couple years ago, but I don't think there's any like major new addition other than you know being a console game with slightly bigger maps and things like that. Uh, it's got a different type of art style. It's got like these cell-shaded characters, and they look mostly pretty good. Um, but it's still a budget game. Like there are really no cutscenes to speak of. It's it's mostly like portraits and, t- and text. Um only instead of instead of like 2D portraits, it's the models speaking. But there's no real cutscenes. You can tell it's like it's a budget type of game. Um but otherwise um, in terms of gameplay, it's it's I think it's mostly the same. I can't think of any one thing that's like this is a new Edition. I have to admit, I think I think my biggest hope
1: out of this game is for a good amount of people to pick it up, so they can do the they can share like all the some voice clips of certain scenes on Twitter. Just I just want to know. I, I want to know how it, yeah. uh, it sounds
3: like. Uh,
1: but I think that's that'll be the most I'll get out of the this main game.
3: character. Like I don't want to talk about the voice acting too much, but the right. the main character Raj, like he sounds like he's almost like doing a falsetto at all times, and it's like weird, like. <laughs> okay like, i'm sorry i don't know why i was doing like this i'm talking like this all the time for some reason and this is how i act it's just like it oh, doesn't sound Johnny like what a real person effect, yes the like. <laughs>
0: yeah. person way too old to be voicing the kid but he is
3: well no i, I should mention that the, the main character like i think the actor for the main character is like a 19 year old you know fresh out of high school like this is first gig type of deal oh <laughs> so. okay that's a really good first gig. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> maybe. I think so. Gotta start somewhere, I guess. But sure. yeah, so but at least you get the option to turn the voices off. And otherwise, like like I said, other than the big brother, big sister thing, I think the localization is fun. But you just kinda have to understand that it's got that Vic Ireland style, you know, very, very um colorful and probably not too um not as faithful as maybe as maybe most people would be. So,
0: See, that's the thing. I unironically enjoy question. his localization, so that's good good yeah. to share. Like, You kind of you need that. You kind of need
3: that. So, yeah. I, I don't mind it at all, really. Like, sure.
0: Pierce will
5: complain about it. That's all it is. Yeah.
0: So, uh, you'll have the review for Summoned 6 up soon, then? Uh, yep,
3: on Tuesday, I think. On
0: Tuesday. It's out Tuesday. We'll have a review up on the same day, so people will be sure to check that out. So yeah, we got I, it makes me realize how many people are actually on this podcast. we uh we'll continue on with uh with Chow. Uh now obviously you already talked a little bit about Knights of Azure 2 with your experience with that. Uh but you also got a chance to play Blue Reflection. Now, of course, I I got to cover that for the site, but what were your thoughts on that game?
5: Uh I sort of enjoyed it. I feel like the game is just kinda you know, it's like a fresh IP, right? It, there's yeah. a lot of diamonds that could be made, you know? Speaking of Gust IPs, Blue Reflection,
0: that's a new IP from them, so.
5: Yeah, it's uh, like, I find that a lot of characters, you know, like, once once their story chapter's over, they just kind of become irrelevant, you yeah. know? And their bottom episode is not really, you know, there wasn't much to talk about. They're just like, oh, yeah, let's hang out, and that's it, right? They don't do anything interesting, right?
0: No, yeah. they get they do. They, that definitely happens. But, you know, that's that's not too uncommon with the genre. It's like, as soon as you get their story-specific character chapter out of the way, it seems like, yeah, they're just in the party now. No big deal. Yeah, it,
5: it is there, right? You know, I think they could have refined that, you know? And I didn't really like the idea of just having the free main characters as playable. I thought maybe there was more reason to have these side characters, you know?
0: I mean you do get to add them into your party to have them like assist you in combat but yeah it's it's just the three uh the three girls which honestly I'm not too bothered by because it means I don't have to like micromanage their levels or anything like that I can just focus on this particular group and level up their skills and 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 such and so I I wasn't too uh, broken away yeah,
5: from you know, that. I, I feel it's kind of, I've been trolled on this one. It's like, okay, you're going to sell me DLCs on the other girls <laughs> it turns up they're not really. You know, Costumes and like, shit like that. You know what? Well, what, what were your well, thoughts on the UI? I thought the user interface of the, the game UI was is incredible. Really. It's oh, like, yeah. it's simple, it's it's slick, you know? I don't I don't think I've seen a game with a UI like this, you know? It's like, when you have Persona 5, it has a really awesome UI, but it, it felt really busy at times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot on. Simple. Absolutely. I th- everything
0: transitioned really smoothly. There was music. The music was incredible. I mean, Gust, go figure, right? I, I'm assu- I'm assuming Nights of Witcher 2 had a great soundtrack as well. So, Blue Reflection, uh, very nice. It was very like comforting at times, especially as you ran around the school uh, and you know even just navigating the menus. It was very calming. And it's the music I got, I kind of wanted to listen to outside of the game, which you know uh, that's once again kind of typical with Gust. Child. Yeah.
1: But, uh, like awesome. Quick question: Did, Have have you played the because this reminds you of the, the UI in Blue Reflection? But the uh, Voez on like mobile or Switch, like the music ry- rhythm game?
0: Because no, it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah.
1: V o e z. Like it, it. That actually reminds you of uh, Blue Reflections UI. It's a uh, very focused on like transparent diamonds. Yes. And it's,
2: it's like a kind of like very ethereal, uh, almost. Yeah. Now that you mention uh, that, that does give. Uh, I am pretty reminded of that.
1: Yeah. the, the it just I just randomly thought about it because it's getting a physical release soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, that's that's and that's 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 a, that's the uh, handheld only game, right, for the Switch.
1: Yeah, but it's it's weird because the physical release. I don't know if it's mutually exclusive to its physical release in Japan, but they're actually adding like a controller or being able to like display it on the on uh, on the console dock screen on Switch and play it somehow. With you're going
2: to use like buttons to control. Yeah, like but
1: I, but they only they only mentioned that feature only for the physical version, not for the digital version.
0: So that's. That seems weird. So weird. Why would that not be? Okay.
1: Yeah, anyway, uh, moving know on that at all. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, but yeah, so I mean, Blue Reflection uh, uh for me at least, I thought it was yeah, it was pretty good. Uh it's weird that we keep talking about this whole the, the foundation for something better. I mean, that's the case <laughs> with the new
5: IPs in general.
0: <laughs> not to be sure, I'm not too sure because it seems like you know But that was the
5: second one. You know, it had room for improvement. This is just yeah. the first one, you know, you
0: well, that- I mean, it's okay. We're gonna go like the full me one, shame on you; ful me twice, shame on me." It's it's. I think I think at this point, Blue Reflection, uh, there is I think a lot more interest with it than Knights of Azure. I mean, as far as like what it could really go with, because it's got the school setting like so many RPGs do, but it's got some fascinating approaches it can take with the series. Knights of sure, I think is kind of stuck. That's my
5: I, feeling on that. I actually really like the story too, like the protagonist. I really like the protagonist in this one because she just doesn't really kind of give a crap about people, but no, she's <laughs> she very has. honest. She's very honest. <laughs> it's like i was like i like this kid it's like well that's not my problem like
0: nice she's she's very much like she's speaking her mind i mean she's she acts like a typical high school student you know it's like they, they're more worried about themselves at some point than they are about others but it's that's that they got they need to be taught that stuff you know and it's they're they're at a pretty young age to be learning a lot of these very like adult things that are happening in their lives then again it does get to some adult content too uh they do have a lot of fan service i'll say that much that was yeah, nice. right away. Right away, you're already like in a bunch of water, and then you get like wet, wet clothes. So it's it's not too shocking with that. But I can't say person. I mean, outside of the weird like bath stuff that didn't seem like to have any point at all, other than being yeah, in a bath.
5: There's some play- things that was out of place. Like the bath thing made no sense. You just go no. in the shower and you're like, you get oh.
0: nothing out of it. It just you're... it's
5: like I'm gonna think about what I did today. That's all mm. that
0: happens. That if you don't really... <laughs> there's no bonus. Gus, this...
1: Gus is like, yeah, look, we have a target audience that we have to meet, and that's what Gus will do. <laughs> of course, I mean yeah. that's for sure for sure too.
5: Like I watch a Let's Play video, and I think the guy immediately did like a fan service thing, and he's like, this is a comic game. <laughs> you know? It's like what? It's God. yeah. <laughs>
0: uh yeah i mean that's i mean that's that's my that was my feeling of reflection but uh are you are you okay with the game i mean i i i don't know what your general I'm, opinion I'm, of that is
5: i'm okay with game. the I, I i agree with your score too around seven it was an enjoyable experience but mm-hmm. i just think it could be much more you know
0: yeah it's it didn't really go anywhere uh, that's that was my big problem. Also, it's that like everything was pretty much laid out at the beginning, and then you it was like a very predictable route that it took, and yeah, so
5: it's really like same formula poach. Once you get to a certain part, it's like it becomes like this: new character arrives, solve their problem, boss shows up repeat and repeat and repeat right that's
1: the, t- that's the title of this podcast it could be cool but it could be so much more oh my gosh i mean for us <laughs> oh, it's that okay. we need
0: a bigger budget to be able to do that uh and a new developer so uh, <laughs> i that's why i'm quitting today um but that's that. That's why I'm 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 interested. It's it's weird. Like Gust in general needs to put a lot of work into stuff. It, it's like that's like a lot of their series seem to be stuck in sort of a rut. You know, like uh, the Atelier series. It was great that it went open world, but it's like it really needs to do something. And I'm I mean I'm excited to see what um what's the new Atelier game called? Adam knows this by Lydie heart. Liddy
1: and Swell. Oh, their names are hard to pronounce.
0: Liddy and Swell, Swell.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. It used to, it used to be Sue, so, but.
0: So I'm yeah, hopeful. I'm hopeful with that, but like not to assure Blue Reflection. It's like at least they're willing to break out and go to like these different uh, IPs, these new IPs, uh, instead of like just sticking with it. But uh, I don't know if Gus is really. I wonder if they are
1: gonna commit to that to, to their cycle because they're now they have this weird cycle of like okay, they have an atelier year, they have a Knights of Azure year, and then now they have a um, blue Actually this uh, this this uh year is actually weird because they delayed Knights of Azure but what would have normally been last year. Yeah. So yeah. But All their games I wonder if they're delayed gonna, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true.
0: It's a very difficult August uh, thing. thing.
1: I wonder if that you're going to, to stick to that three-game cycle of like, hey, we're going to make a new one of these again and again and again. I hope
0: not. I hope not. Honestly, yeah, I, how... I, I, I would be perfectly fine if they just stopped with the reflection and moved on. I mean, it would be interesting to see a sequel, but, like, if they decided to just go a totally different route, that'd be okay as well. Because, I mean, even Kampala Hard has, like, a bunch of different IPs, but they're not they're not really that great. <laughs> so it's it's kind of difficult to be interested in seeing what gust has when they have difficulties with dealing with that i will say at least that um blue reflection uh it's kind of hard to say because i think like maybe the pc version had better performance uh but
5: some performance hit. okay i i I
0: got
1: it i got blue reflection 2 games as a service destiny like
0: (sighs) i mean i'd be okay with loot but honestly Gus can't even like, deal with the single-player experience. I don't know if I can trust them with the multiplayer.
1: <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah, so. Just random people walking around school. Just total strangers. I mean, they
0: have it's... Atelier Online coming out, so maybe they can do something a lot with that, with Destiny. So, we'll see. But, good lord. <laughs> good lord. Besides... Like
5: I gonna... so, sorry. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, does your game kind of have performance hiccups during cutscenes, too?
0: Yeah, no, it hitched bad. And, and especially, like, jumping up to attack an enemy it just in the cutscene, it's stuck in the middle
5: of the animation i was like what the hell is this <laughs> yeah and there was a lot of spelling mistakes there was like inconsistent spelling like one time i used a great wave that's what the attack was called the next time it's called grap wave you're like what the hell did they-? I,
0: yeah they did that they also messed with the names a couple times but and i think this is what we, we mentioned before when we talked about it was like when i talked about this game it was like they did the same thing with like Orno Surge and uh, Tillier Shali, so they clearly, it feels like they're, they're kind of, they kind of rushed through the localization process. Like Koei Tecmo kind of rushes the localization team uh, every single time. It feels like, so I'm not too shocked that we're also still experiencing these problems. But did well, not solve those problems. Go I think
3: like. this is public info. Um, the the localization, the lion's share of it was done by one person. I mean, I'm sure That's he funny. had like an editor. But most of the localization work is like a one
2: person job here. We talked We're about, about before, Blue right? Reflection, right? Yeah, yeah, that was Chris. Uh, he, I think he worked K'niga. on Trails of yeah, He worked on, I want to say, yeah, he, he actually told me Ports how to pronounce though? his name. Yeah, it's like...
3: not a silent K, it's Kaniga. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked <laughs> about that before. You have to be careful before. how you say it. <laughs> yeah,
0: on a previous, we did talk about him on a previous yeah. podcast, but yeah, he was, he did the Lion's Share. This was like his first big project on, yeah. on his own. So, you know, for what it's worth, I mean, he did a, almost great, almost like perfect. uh no, it's like a perfect. It did, a, it did above average job. If, if I can say that, you know, that's probably kind of a slight, but you know, I think, I think he did a pretty good job for considering
5: yeah. the circumstances. Yeah. So, huh? I mean, I think it did a better job than the Ease 8 guy,
2: let's just yeah, say that. <laughs> uh,
0: that was a group, so that kind of goes to show. And we're going I to still see... still don't
2: understand how they had four separate editors on it, and yet some lines read like they weren't edited at all.
0: Well, we'll find out in a month, by the end of November, or whatever it was supposed to be when they released the Ease 8 patch. So besides... Yeah, we'll find out. But aside from that, though, you were also playing some Granblue Fantasy. Did you play the Card Captain Sakura uh, event like I did? Uh, I did. I did. I did. It's I so did. good. I was <laughs> so happy. Nastasia
5: for, for the roof, you know? It's.
4: no, you know. It's. <sighs>
0: I had, a really stupid, I had a stupid smile on my face the entire time playing it because they had the vo- original
5: voice actors. It was so much yeah. fun. She still can voice the character, you know. I mean, she um, was it Sek- Sakura Tange? Is her Yeah, voice actor? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it was it was very charming hearing the voices, and especially yeah,
5: she still got it. You know, everyone sounded the same. You know, I mean, a lot of, like. You know, when you watch anime these days, a lot of characters that you were familiar with usually get their voice actor replaced by nowadays, right? You yeah, know?
0: Totally. That's the great thing about Japanese dubs is that they tend to have these long lasting contracts as opposed to the English side where you yeah, can voice the character for life. Yeah. We were talking about that with the Neptunia series. It's like you got like Vert and um Vert and Blonde both get. Not Blonde, I'm sorry. Vert and Noir both got replaced in that series. So now it's kind of difficult to hear their voices and be disappointed. Same thing happened in Persona 4, of course, too, with like Chie and Teddy. So, man. Uh, with this, at least, you get to experience all those same voice actresses. Especially in the voice actors, because like in your head, you've got the voice in their head. It's obviously, if you, you know, watch the Japanese version of the series. And so hearing the voice again, it triggers that nostalgia in your head. And it's so. Uh, amazing to be able to see that, and generally speaking, uh, I don't know what your thoughts were, but like that event itself was pretty well made. You know,
5: well, a lot of the events in Grand Blue are really well made. They usually have like a kind of like a really emotional story by the time you finish it. Oh, totally, it was um, pretty great. I think the best event that they had story wise, I think it's the Balder story. It's like this main character that you get in Grand Blue who is completely useless, but they made like this backstory for him, and it was like one of the best. Stories that you can get for events.
0: Yes, best. yes, yes. They did. It. They did a great job with that. And you know, and not just the you know. Speaking of like the the sad events, like not just the Card Captor Sakura one, but the Sakura Wars one, the Street Fighter one. Uh, they've done such these amazing collaborations where they go way further than just say, you know, maybe like an Apostle Dragons where they just throw some characters in there. It's like they've got like this. They go really deep and they stick to the lore. And it's pretty fascinating that they you know, to make something so authentic. In in a mobile game like that, but that's what happens when you've got like billions of dollars at your disposal. <laughs> you can afford <laughs> that, much. and it makes me excited to see if you know if they go the console route with like that the upcoming was it is it re the one that's that's the Grand Blue one.
1: No, that's uh, Atlas Relink is the
5: Grand Blue. I stage. I don't know what it's called, but platinum Games is developing it so yeah. i'm sold
0: yeah and and to see that on a console platform people like a newfound appreciation i think people find for that series when they see it on there i mean obviously the anime has got a second season coming up too so uh that might continue to expand its audience i think it just passed 18 million players so yeah it continues to grow jesus christ <laughs> yeah don't that is just the way
5: sell everything come with the goods you know like you people just buy the blu-ray just to redeem the codes because it comes, right. it comes with, like, a costume. But, that,
1: but that's brilliant, because, like, that's what guarantees sales. Yeah, yeah. that's
5: what they did. It's like, if you yeah. buy the latest Blu-ray, it comes with the character fully voiced. Because the main character isn't voiced, right? So now that you buy it, the main character's voiced now, and people spend $60 for those. Oh, you know? uh,
0: Gran. Yeah, do you play with male
5: Gran or female Gran? I play with female Gran. Of, uh,
0: of course. of course. So
5: that's ha, Come on, you know, she, she's also voiced by, uh, what is it? Uh... What's her name? Uh, Hisako uh, Kanemoto. She, she voices being, in uh, Chose of Cold Steel and lots of other games.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. So like across so, the board, just just an amazing game. And I think that it's really hard to tell people about the appeal of Granblue Fantasy because they think it's instantly like a gacha, you know, a uh, 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 slog. You know, it's, it's, it's a
5: really friendly gotcha mobile game you can actually get stuff by working hard at it
0: i've got some high level characters i never thought i have way better luck in that game than i do like in a lot others but even then like if you just stick to your team and just level them up uh just experience the story because you can go back and even with the card capture sakura event being over a few days ago um you can still go back and like see the story of those events like you can just watch them just for the hell of it you know and it doesn't cost you any stamina or whatever you just go back and experience it once again even if you missed it you may not get any of the benefits of like having the characters join your party or whatever but you know just to just go back and watch it even if you don't want to do that it's something good to have on your phone <laughs> just to whenever you're bored just go back and watch those events and it's all in english i think that's the important part right like they did a good job with the tr- localization and the translation on that is you know, it, it it's all fluent and so uh, I can't speak enough uh, good things about that game even if it's kind of, you know, mobile nauseating. ass <laughs> Yeah, it is. I mean, I, obviously I haven't spent any money because, you know, I have no reason to but they give a lot of free stuff out too um, every time they have like these, like when they have the 18 million uh, players when it passed that they gave a bunch of free crystals and free tickets and and premium draws and everything uh to celebrate that so like i have like a ton of stuff that i could use at any point you know i'm just kind of saving up for like the halloween event. So.
6: do you want to something funny about uh grand blue fantasy and it's gotcha what about it so grand blue fantasy is the reason why they actually have gacha gambling laws in japan because someone spent over six thousand dollars in one night playing grand blue fantasy
1: oh, oh yeah, yeah we did we did talk about this briefly at the loot boxes yeah discussion. yeah mm-hmm. it's
5: that's
0: yeah nuts. i mean that's obviously a whale but like that's yeah the problem, it,
5: right? they made a system to kind of cover that what happened is that you need to spend nine hundred dollars in there to get the character you want Back then, there was no pity system, so you could oh, it kind was of, way worse. Guys. I think
0: back then, right? And the race were never shown, obviously, like we talked about, so you didn't know. But the premium dollar events coming up, so I got I
5: gotta be prepared for that one. Oh man, so excited!
0: So is that that's been pretty much it though? Some Grand Theft Fantasy and some Blue Faction. Uh,
5: I play some um, Horizon Zero Dawn, but I'll save that for next time. Thank you.
0: All right, cool uh for me uh to wrap up this this segment uh that's been going on pretty long here uh I started breath of the wild uh, I'm not gonna really get too deep into that, but I will say that at this point uh it's definitely already one of my favorite games of all time It's just such an incredible experience especially if you're a zelda fan uh it's obvious it was gonna be a good game uh, just from everything that they showed past the first trailer because uh, you know people were kind of it uh Kind of questioning the whole open world nature of it, but it seems such a, like a natural fit at this point, um, especially with the sheer amount of content they packed into it. So at this point, I've gotten through 100 shrines, uh, I've gotten four divine beasts, uh, which are the four big bosses of the game before you get to the castle itself, and and just having an amazing time. Like it's I can't say enough good things about it. It's just such a great experience. Like the only qualms I can actually mention, are maybe like. Some frame rate issues. I wish there were more ways that you could traverse the the environments, uh, because you know having to run all over the place is kind of it can be tiresome at times. But for the most part, just every single part of that game is so well made. Like they really got it. Like they did the research. You know they played so many open world games. They really understood what makes that genre so good uh, or so appealing to so many people, and they were able to create something that it's altogether one of a kind you know there's a lot of very unique exclusive things in this game that uh, make it so um, incredible and i'm excited to see more of it and i don't know if i'll play that dlc apparently uh they went out and said you know that champions uh dlc is supposed Ballad. to be out. Yeah. the ballot yeah about the champions uh champions ballot excuse me that'll be out still by the end of the year still scheduled so we'll still have more to talk about that ser- that game before then uh and when that comes Sounds out like
2: a uh late November Nintendo direct since they're probably going to have more final information about Xenoblade.
0: We'll see. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It could still also be a December thing cause they don't have anything else besides Xenoblade for December. Uh, but we'll find out. Um, I, I'm just very excited to be playing that game. I knew that once I got in, it totally sucked me in and get me, uh, completely absorbed. And now that I've got a switch after, uh, I got one a month ago. Um, just really happy to be playing this game uh, finally. That's it's something that I was really excited, uh, really anticipating, and now I got to play it, and I I can't can't get enough of it. Like every every free moment I've got, I've been playing that game. <laughs> so I've already got about forty fifty hours in it. So I'm, nice. um, and and the other game I've been playing is Yomawari: Midnight Shadows, which I put my review up, and yeah, it's an also a shocking a shocking experience. What's speaking. what's Yomawari? So Yomorori, it's uh this is a sequel. So last year's Yomorori, Not Alone was about a girl who at the beginning of the game loses her dog, and when she tries to find it, she gets lost, and she finds her big sister who tells her to like you know hide over here while I go find the dog because it's it's night out and we uh you know we need to make sure we get that dog back. And so as right after that, she gets abandoned and then it gets into this whole thing about like this town's been infested by demons and urban legends and all these things that are happening in this town. uh and Basically, like just all these spirits uh have come up, a, a, have started to threaten the existence of, of, of the town and it all takes place at night. So it's got the spookiness side of it uh, that is... um kind of crazy and it's you know it's it's this isometric game with chippy fied characters so it's got it's sort of um subverts your expectations in a way because it may look like that but it the themes that it approaches are very dark very grim very mature and uh it's it's there are moments where it gets kind of scary you know especially with the moon it makes there's no music that plays as you play it it's only sound effects so it's very much a game that you need to put all of your attention into Uh, and focus only on that. And it kind of is funny, in Midnight Shadows, they actually start out by saying like, as soon as, uh, are you looking at the screen? You have to say yes. All right, don't look (laughs) away. And so, um I will say Midnight Shadows does rely a little bit too much on jump scares. Like a lot of like monsters just suddenly appearing out of the side of the screen um, oh, okay. because the perspective is sort of forced in a little bit to kind of do is that. The,
1: is the the first one is more uh, focused on like d- the dread r- rather than jump scares. I do
0: have the jump scares as well, but it's definitely like dread and, and it's a thriller at the same time. Mm. Uh, but... So the difference with this is Midnight Shadows is that now it's about two girls who uh it's about it's kind of a story it's it's kind of a, an endearing story in a way it's about this girl who has uh family issues and her best friend and they're both like elementary school kids uh her best friend uh, is moving away soon And so they decide to go out and and see the fireworks uh, before she leaves uh, very soon. Uh, But then events happen, they get attacked, and they get separated. And so now you control two different characters at certain points of the game. It's not like, you know, hit a button to switch between them. It's that certain story points come up, and then you switch to the other person's perspective and and see what's going on over there. Sometimes their paths cross, but boy... uh, I mentioned in my review of Not Alone that, like in the first ten, fifteen minutes, uh, something very shocking happens that scared the crap out of me uh, and chilled me to the bone. That happens in this game too, and it's it's insane. Like I, I had to drop the controller and and get up and walk around uh, because it was so dark. You know, it's mm. like nothing else like it. It's 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 it's, it's crazy uh, that I just what I just witnessed and uh the fact that i kind of played a part in it and and the way i controlled it and so i
2: sounds very very similar to the beginning of the first game
0: it's it's i mean if you played that then you know what i'm talking about right
2: yeah,
5: yeah, I got a feeling what you did. You were probably sure. responsible for that problem. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that
0: that I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, in both cases, yes, you were initi- uh, pretty much responsible for what happened. That's kind of the case in this game, but it goes a totally different direction. It's way darker. Like it's 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 kind of saying that it, it actually was able to like get away with it in a sense, because uh, we're talking about like, kids, you know bad things happen to the kids and so
2: i I think you just kind of spoiled what might have happened well
0: you'll find out um but you know throughout the rest of the game like these two characters you get to know a lot about them and it's kind of cool how they also wove in the urban legends that you know we would know about you know like uh Things happening with chain tracks for example i won't I won't really spoil any further than that, but like that that, that kind of stuff I will say it doesn't rely so much on side quests anymore because the the first game is more like you know you find this quest about this what happened to this character, and you picked up like um, key items or quest items or just you know complete the achievement kind of stuff uh, but in this game it's way more focused on the narrative itself. It's not a long game, though, so it's still the kind of the same issue where it's like, although, to be fair, it I didn't want it to overstay its welcome, so I guess in that sense, it kind of hit the sweet spot. Um, but, boy, yeah, I would say this is definitely worth a try for anyone, really, because it's, it's such a unique experience is all I can really say it is. It's on Steam and PS4, so people uh, definitely should check it out. I think it's also on Vita, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it is. So it's on Vita on
2: even has a physical release. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. right. They have a they have a special edition as well. Uh, and it made me want to get those little key tags that they had with characters. You know, the little, uh, the keychain that they had uh, of the characters. It's like I'm I wish I got that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so highly recommended. Um, it's still like I said. It's got a problem with that. The checkpoint system is still kind of abrupt. Like you die immediately, go to checkpoint but it might be like way back. So it's kind of annoying in that sense. So it's still got that problem, but it's still definitely a series. uh, It's kind of been the theme of this entire podcast about the foundation, but I think Yomorari has got a a far more solid foundation than either Knights of Azure or Blue Reflection, because we're not talking about bad games that had uh, issues that uh, had some uh, sparks in it. It's that this is straight up a good game that could be even better.
1: There it's... you go. We found it. A good game, finally.
0: Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh So I'm 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 very interested to see if they decide to go uh, to continue on this route that they've got here. Because so far it's been, uh you know, they've got two well-made games, and hopefully they'll go for the third. Third time's a charm. So we'll see. Let's get into the news. Boy, this podcast, hey, right? right. right? It's finally, been so <laughs> oh long. Two hours. Uh, it's, it's not been too early. This will happen sometimes. Yeah, it happens. We love it. I mean, we got so much to talk about here. So let's head into the big topic of the week. So, Atlas had their live stream, uh, the one they've been talking about ever since uh, the Nintendo Switch was first revealed, a Shin Megami Tensei HD project. Uh, they announced that for the Switch and the 3DS. We heard about the 3DS. It was Deep Strange Journey Redux. Was it Redux? Yeah, it's
3: Redux in, Jap- in Japanese. That's right. No, in English. In deeper and in journey. Japanese is Deep Strange Journey. Yeah. That's
0: right. Uh, so they announced that, and it was only revealed for the Switch, and which is still the case. Uh, and they have had their live stream, and they had an audience, and they announced that it's Shin Megami Tensei five. Now we kind of thought this was might be the case. Some people were thinking it was like a remaster, but you know the fact that it was Nintendo and all, I think Nintendo wanted something more significant for their platform. But boy. Shin Megami Tensei V, right? Like it's still yeah. a Nintendo property, all things considered, at least so far. It's,
1: yeah, I mean, the, the, that seems to be the the case where they're gonna uh, stick with the mainline SMT for Nintendo and uh, mainline Persona for uh, Sony, and that's yeah. cool. I mean, uh, I was uh, psyched to see that finally, you know. Uh, the main we haven't had a mainline SMT on console since uh, Nocturne on the PS2, That's
3: which right. is like more than a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and the uh, you know they showed like a teaser trailer for it, and that was like the, the beginning and end of the stream. There's a cool retrospective on the whole SMT series before that, but um, it's fascinating because it's uh, being developed on the Unreal Engine. Um, it's also it definitely like it looks like a hybrid of Nocturne's atmosphere. But with a little bit of a SMT four, I can see in there as well. It's a, it's very brief. They don't actually show like the protagonist, uh, or if there's going to be like a more than one protagonist, who knows? They showed like a station. There's like these two characters that like walk uh, away from the camera, so you don't actually see their faces. You don't know if there's like a dual protagonist situation or not. And um, and they're, and they're uh, hammering home, you know, the the point that the you know since SM, uh, mainline SMT. Um, it's very uh, vicious. You see a lot of uh dead demons and angels. You see like this uh lady getting eaten up by demons at the end of that trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it it, it looks like a return to form.
3: I feel like I I liked both Nocturne and Four Same. Nocturne. I think had a, I think Nocturne I liked more. It just kind of had like um, it had like a better, not not just because it was on a console, but I think like the tone of it and the kind of the style of it was like almost so ethereal and it was just kind of it's, it's like there's no other game like it where i felt like four kind of focused a little bit more on like i think nocturne kind of stepped away from like law chaos and yeah. four kind of went back to that um and i think that was a little bit of a disappointment because it kind of felt Almost too. Just yeah, a little
1: bit. It's weird because because Nocturne is the one that's like the outlier of the series. It's the one yeah. that tried that, that, something very different, it, like a, a very good way. Like I, I really, I, like one of my favorite P.S. games. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and SMT4 was basically taking it like going back to its roots with uh, it, it. Like SMT4 in a lot of ways resembles the first SMT.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yep. And for
3: I know the um the themes that they're trying to touch on this time. it's it's all like very vague, very early right now. yeah, is like in the current climate, things like unemployment, like they even mentioned things like retirement and pensions, those types of things, as well as like this worldwide, you know, kind of back threat of like nuclear. You know, armaments. Yeah, this is all. Those this, is all the,
1: this is all in the. the Mitsu interview that uh, Kite uh, translated for us. Yeah, so
3: it's like, there's kind of like th- things that cause like anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, that that seems like to be the things they're focusing on. Um, it, I, it's hard to tell what that means at this point, but that's kind yeah, of the it's things. It's so that they early. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it kind of it definitely. It's I, I played all the the PS2 SMT games pretty late. Um, but this definitely kind of feels, you know, like those, like Digital Devil Saga or Nocturne, at least from the teaser trailer. And so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited, too. I mean, th- there's not a lot to talk about, like, the
1: actual game yeah. contents. They just did an interview sure. of, like, what they're aiming for here. But it's cool that it's, like, you know, they're what a, what a fantastic, like, just right out of the gate, Switch first year, you already have, like, a new mainline SMT announced for that thing. That's insane. That's yeah,
0: like. A, like- Pokemon. And we've got a lot to look yeah. forward to.
3: And it's like a third... It's Right now, it's a third-party exclusive, and you don't see that very often yeah. these no. days. So, yeah. that's... I mean... I wouldn't mind if it was on PS four as well, but it's just it's interesting. That it's like yes. this right now, as far as you know, this is a Switch game and you know, smt five.
0: Makes me That's... think that Nintendo may have invested in the project just because no, of the it's... fact that like all it was like announced so long ago for the Switch. I mean start of the mm-hmm. year, right? And so the fact that it's still a Switch exclusive at this point. Makes me think they did invest in the in the uh, in the development of the game, but that makes sense, right? Because Tensei Tensei Four was so well received as well. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: yeah. I, I I like that Atlas like is still like holding out a teaser of like there's a there's a decent chance that maybe Kazuma Kaneko is uh, is returning for to do the character design of this. Uh... Uh, installment because when you see like the the teaser at like the during the train station part like a lot of the models have like pale skin and that's yeah uh, just a trademark we didn't thing. see yeah, any was...
3: faces though that would have been yeah, a giveaway exactly <laughs> yeah,
1: but but that is very <laughs> right. much a trademark thing yeah. of his starts so like the very pale skin characters yeah the faces too
0: i know exactly what you're talking about with that yep. so
3: uh, it's uh what's it's... the last game that kaneko like contributed to is it like mm-hmm. the Raidu? Oh, i oh oh so, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah yeah for character designs i think
0: I, I don't. I can't think of any other game since right, then that I've like. Strange
1: saw Journey. Did the original Strange Journey? Oh, the, come the original Strange oh, Journey. Oh, the that, the, the, that was yeah. supposed
0: to be Shimagami Tensei Four, right? And they decided to seal keep it. That was yeah, the thing. yeah, but,
1: yeah. Because the, the the funny story behind that is, uh, to be a numbered SMT game, you have to be you have to take place in Tokyo. In Japan. Oh, yeah. that's right. Specifically, yeah. it has to be in Tokyo. And the Strange Journey is in Antarctica, so it's like no. I mean, <laughs> for all <laughs> intents and purposes,
3: it's a mainline SMT. Yeah, uh, but uh, I know some people even say like. It's better. Its tone is more similar to Nocturne than SMT4's is. So I know some people are like, if you want something that's more similar to Nocturne, you actually want Strange Journey, at least in terms of tone. The gameplay is a bit different with the the dungeon mapping. It's still a
1: fantastic game, though. I I mean,
3: I like both. I like both Strange Journey and uh, SMT4 for for various reasons. Um, But, anyways, SMT5. So awesome. far, so good. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, obviously, Shin Megami 4 got better with Apocalypse, but now you got like, Deep Strange Journey, it might even be a better version of that, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. But We're yeah. Very,
1: very excited to see what uh, this SMT5
2: has. I'm God, thrilled. It's just insane how quickly the Switch's library is growing.
0: I mean, and, 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 and just to kind of put a button on this, but like, you know, the fact that it's going to be a console version, me and how advanced uh, the series can get with a, a modern. Engine, you know, like Persona 5 looked amazing and now have that technology with a Shimagama Tensei game. It's very exciting. Well, it's kind of funny.
3: Like, after Persona 5 released, you know, that took a long time to release, obviously. And I remember kind of like the common (laughs) comment was now those assets are made and they can use them for a bunch of other games, but now there's they're switching uh, engine. And now they might be able to like transfer over so, some of the assets, but
0: <laughs> what they're going to do is that they're <laughs> going to pull like a PS3 thing. And they're going to have a Catherine two and that'll use the new engine and try to test it out and see what mm. they can do with Shin Tensei five. <laughs> so I get the feeling <laughs> that might be like another reason. Cause there was rumors going around that they wanted that. And I think that that'd be a hilarious coincidence. And then they switched to a new engine. Anyway, it'd be anyway, a new console. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's announced. There's no other details, but definitely check they, out they that basically guide.
3: implied yeah. in the Femitsu interview that it might be a while. Like they can't say coming soon, obviously. So it's it's it might be still pretty early. <laughs> this is more it exists. Don't worry, yeah. no, it, it exists. It, it, what, so I'm uh, mid
2: 2019. It Japan. kind of
3: reminds me of a uh, Shimagami Tensei cross fire emblem where after that original announcement it took about a year 18 months before we got more oh improv. yeah that's right uh, uh, you know what so I, I don't oh, know if it'll I... be like that again but and that ended up being obviously tokyo mirage sessions but that's, who knows right, they might right. be studied after the uh, switch but
0: uh you know what i expected to happen it'll be like kojima and death stranding where he said like it'd be out before the tokyo olympics what if it happens during the tokyo olympics it's like akira you know it destroys <laughs> japan uh That'd be a weird. That'd be funny, but I mean, that'd be waiting three years, and I don't know if anyone wants that. Really, <laughs> that's that's way too long.
1: For, for all in the meantime, for all your Megami Tensei needs, you still have uh, Strange Journey Redux coming, coming next year for really the three gs and then you also have that DX Two uh, Shin Megami Tensei mobile game coming uh... out whenever.
2: Play um play uh Synchronosity. Oh yeah, so. right. there, there you
1: go.
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like they need to fill in the gaps, but like you know with. How
1: the series is kind of there's also the Persona dancing games. If you yeah, know. that's
0: right. I totally forgot about Persona Three and Five <laughs> dancing. Oh my god, that's 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 also boy and
1: the, and that Persona Q too was a shit. It's gun- kind of
3: funny that Go ahead. um so Atlas took him a while to confirm Atlas USA. It took him a while to confirm uh, Etrian Odyssey Five, uh, Radiant Historia, perfect chronology, and Um Deep Strange Journey. It took them a while to like confirm those. Right now, the Persona Dancing Games and SMT Five are not confirmed for localization. Obviously, they're Aww. going to happen, but we don't know anything. Man, what if they <laughs> did, They need to do didn't, a Shimagami Tensei Dancing Game. That'll be didn't the. Didn't
2: Atlas USA oh like mention that Shimagami Tensei Five was announced? So, which is basically confirmation it's going to be localized. Or?
0: Uh, I mean, they they they've done that before, where they
3: when SMT Five was announced, like originally, I remember they put out a press release basically saying, "Hey, SMT Five was announced." And it was kind of weird, like this is not a localization announcement. We're yeah, just sharing they've done the that news. before though right i remember them yeah, i think it so before. i think they've done that a couple of times it's so stupid they're, just, they're like we're sharing the news but it's not confirmed yet it's like oh okay, okay, okay. all so, right it's, sure. it's, or
0: maybe they're like officially like, like they're legally obligated to just say that it's coming out yeah. i, I think they're just
3: i
1: think yeah they're just all super excited like we can't like say nothing though yeah, so right? the
0: dotted line first we can't do that yet because the contracts aren't filled yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, that game's going to be out in the West. That's that's a given at this point because it's such a, an important series for Alice. So I'm not too yeah. shocked by that. But speaking of another series that's been so long without a console release, Metal Max Xeno was announced. Now it's been about ten years as well that it came for consoles with yeah, Metal Saga, because okay. uh, that was like I think Metal Saga was like the second game or something, I guys. I mean, I do know that three I, and I, four was were it on, Metal, last Metal, Max, Metal
2: Max, had... Max game on the 3DS or something.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it was the last first, that was the, I'm sorry, uh, Metal Max 4, it was the 3DS and the DS was the one before that and then the PS2, sorry Josh, you were going to say
1: that. Metal Max and Metal Saga are like, they're both under the Metal series, but they're officially like kind of distinguished as like two different series. Yeah, that's right. Because Metal Saga had like its own like uh, DS, Japanese exclusive sequel and then that came and then there were other releases of Metal Saga like oh, mobile. mobile versions, yeah, that yeah. was the
0: most recent one, I remember that, like a, yeah. the last couple
1: but for Metal Max it was definitely on 2000... 12 or 13 was 3ds. Yeah, I think that yeah. I think that was the fourth installment. Did and that, that get localized? No, none no, of the Metal Max a, games uh, got localized. Only a, Metal <laughs> Saga. Only the first Metal
3: Saga PS2 got localized. I, yeah. I knew the PS2 one got localized. Yeah, okay. that's it. Right? That's it. That's it. So, that's it. I mean, it's, it's I don't crazy. Know anything, a series otherwise, it's yeah. crazy
0: because that was the series is based on Mad Max, and so like, I mean, or at least it's directly inspired by that stuff. So you yeah. think it would have like a lot of appeal for Americans, but no, nope, they never released
1: it. Think about like you know. That has the mad max the post-apocalyptic thing going on but instead of like you know uh warhogs or uh, like buggies and whatnot it's uh tanks. A, a lot of tanks a lot of like machinery
3: yeah type style uh cool military style. cool guy. art
0: cool art like you see the box yeah. for that series it's like so yeah. good so yeah.
3: anyways metal max you know it's I, I think it's unrelated like, I yeah, I, I don't think it's related to the fourth installment or anything. So basically all we is, know right now is that it's set in the year 2090X, um, which they uh, do sometimes. Nice. And yes. we have three characters. We have the main character, Talus, who is half-machine. He's got, like, a machine arm. Right. And apparently his his uh, family was killed by these, like, robotic monster things. Um red, red knots. And he's got two people with him. He's got, like, his girlfriend named, uh, what is it? A Tony, Tony? and 2 yeah. and And then he's Kai. got, there's this war orphan named Toki or Yoki. Um, Yoki. Yeah, yeah, Yoki. It's like Y-O-K-K-Y. So th- yeah. So we have these three characters. Um, they're in a desert. They control these tank things. You basically fight these. It's like, it's see, the details are kind of, loose right now it oh. seems like it's like open world and you fight in these tanks and it's yeah. turn-based i guess once I you initiate so. battle i think oh, yeah we should also mention this is the game that playstation japan was teasing
0: uh oh, or, yeah, right. like they released that teaser or whatever it was Plus, with the, t- it the, the pink, pink tank, tank in the desert that's this game uh because that was we posted about that uh, before on the site and we also posted about this as well so people want to check that out
3: so who will it get localized who knows maybe maybe yeah. someone like well, like, uh, Access think, Games will get it. For Katakawa, yeah, I, I, think,
1: I think it's a... Uh, yeah, I think okay, it's not a Katakawa's decent oh. chance because it's, it goes... If you think about
3: Root oh, Letter... If New America yeah. might. Yeah. Yeah, so... There's a good,
0: good.
1: there's a good chance. It's a good chance,
0: and I—I I mean, honestly, like even if it may not be directly connected, it—it'd li- it'd be nice to check out the Metal Max series just because it's—it's <laughs> it's like this fondness, like this this um this like far this distant appeal for the series that we never got quenched. Uh, there is well, fan translations, of course, for the games, some of the games, but like it'd be nice to have this uh, at least something in the West for this series to say because like that and like Summon Night series, just not a lot of representation.
1: Yeah, Metal Metal Max is a is a weird unique thing because yeah. it's a, it's very it embraces it goes a different way with the post-apocalyptic style thing it's very much it focuses on like tank structure but it has fun with it like for example uh i think it was called like the r wolf or something in the series it's like it's a it's like a tank but instead of like treads it has like spider legs on it yeah, yeah it's it's, really nice. it's very cool it's, uh... <laughs> you get it like you like
0: to customize it as well i think right? mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah metal saga was very much in that style of like uh complete freedom of uh, customization you can actually co- complete metal saga like reach credits like before you even like get into the gameplay proper <laughs> because like in the beginning of like metal saga it's like hey do you want to adventure out and like go explore the world you can say pick no and then the credits roll
0: I do remember liking Metal Saga, Metal Saga quite a bit, especially Metal like Saga. with the writing. Like I remember it being yeah. very funny, and then yeah. also, of course, that like there's a lot of there was a lot of content there. Like it lasted for a while.
1: Yeah, the the key thing that that distinguishes both series is Metal so- uh, Metal uh, Max uh, is like you in the tank, like being more active, while Metal Saga is more like uh, an engineer type uh, yeah. protagonist. A lot of uh, fixing, tinkering, building, customizing,
0: and the settings, of course, too. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's clear. Like, metal, yeah, like yeah. I said, Metal Max is basically Mad Max. This is uh, Metal Saga is more like you know, saga. post-industrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. That's way better explanation than I was gonna say. Like sci-fi. That's not quite sci-fi. Uh, but yeah, like that. Hopefully, we'll hear more news about that. But that is also that's cool.
1: Th- that's yeah, that's awesome. That's a, very surprising out of nowhere.
0: Totally for a series that uh, you know, kind I've of been dormant. It's been like like I said, it was like 3ds. The last game, the last game was mobile. Metal like Metal Max Four was on the 3ds a few years ago, as you said. So like it mean it's nice to come back to console, just like Shin Megami Tensel Tensei is. It just goes to show that you know the consoles aren't dead. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely uh, not. Especially with all the Stuff we've been talking about today, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, so we've got that. Uh, but then also, speaking of like out of nowhere
3: news, I think the rest of our news is kind of like these just smaller tidbits,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can kind of get a little bit uh, more concentrated on this. So, uh, there was a listing on Amazon Germany and Coke Media Store of a Kingdom Hearts collection, which includes 1.5. Two point five and two point eight, which is insane. Like that's a huge deal if that's going to be happening because we're talking about a total of like what nine games at this point. I know the first collection was like I six, know. and then this will be another three. Although to be fair, like it's like you some know, of them are like cinematics, yeah, movies and, like, yeah. and movies and stuff like that. But that's I think as far as like a package deal, like if that came out as like because if I'm not mistaken, did that Kingdom Hearts um, HD Remix collection was like fifty bucks. Like, if this is also f- right. 50 bucks or 60 bucks, that's still, like, a huge value. Like, that's a great way to put that up before Kingdom Hearts 3. Because, I you mean... You don't really... Sorry. Uh,
3: you, I'm trying to make... This is might be wrong. Tell me if I'm an idiot. But, like, how often <laughs> do we see these, like, bundle releases anymore? Like... Like Orange Box is the
0: last one, and Orange Box like, is the like, deal. So,
3: like, this is going to be like basically literally every Kingdom Hearts game, Ugh, except, except for like too much Kingdom one. Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah so a, yeah. a
0: couple, like uh, maybe two or three of them. But yeah, I mean, you're
3: missing like the GBA game. But like, yeah, how yeah. often do you see like like these retail packages with like um, more than one game? Like, I think of like maybe like the nonary games. Zero Escape came with the first two, and Donkara. Um,
0: but yeah, like, that's even then. That, oh, that, I mean, yeah, that came missing, with the first two, right? Yeah, I was missing another episode, so even then it wasn't complete. So it wasn't on PS4 either. So that makes sense. It had to come out sometime.
5: Wasn't there like a Persona Five Ultimate Edition that just kind of?
0: That was, that was
3: more just bundle DLC.
0: Yeah, that's not the that's not the games. Like if they put out a, I mean if they did the Final Fantasy collection that had like the Ultimate Collection, whatever it was, that had all the Final Fantasy games in one big thing. Only got out in Japan, but uh, like that's.
2: I'm Isn't sorry. .hack, do you ask for code coming out next Friday? Yeah, yeah. That, so, so that would be an example of that. Another yeah. example
0: of that. And that's a huge value as well because that's also like on a cheap price for like four volumes. Like four games in one bundle. That's also
2: So I'm not sure if I'm going to get it on PC or get PS4 because PS4 is cheaper if I use Best Buy. So.
0: <laughs> That's your decision, buddy. Uh, but, yeah, but, <laughs> uh, there might be mods, so maybe who knows. But uh, anyways, guess,
3: but, yeah, Kingdom Hearts three is probably still like four years away. So
1: no,
0: they said next year, man. I just, they, they, uh, they say they say no, next they said year. Next did, year. Tried,
3: trailer said twenty
1: eighteen, and you know how reliable Square <laughs> Enix release dates are on trailers. <laughs> oh, We've all oh
6: been
3: hurt before. Oh my gosh! I Remember <laughs> that five coming winter two thousand fourteen. We're gonna find oh, yeah. out when there's gonna like a GameStop
0: like signage, just like Final Fantasy fifteen is gonna tell us that the date's been moved before anyone else does. So oh, I don't expect that. Oh. So another, uh, speaking of, I mean, we got other news about other um, uh, retail releases. We've got Hitman Game of the Year Edition. Actually, this uh,
1: isn't retail, this is digital only. I'm year. sorry,
0: digital only, but uh, as far as like a big uh, edition release. Um, now, so they said that this is going to be 60 bucks or a $20 upgrade if you already own the the base game, the base season one. Uh, so some of the uh, changes they said have been done. Uh, they completely redesigned the UI with new with a new color scheme. Uh, they've done a massive overhaul with the lighting, uh, with HDR as well. So clearly they're taking the use of like the stronger engines like PS4 Pro and Xbox One X to heart, uh, and also, of course, on PC. So they've done a lot of work on that front. And speaking of which, uh, native 4K and higher frame rate for the Xbox One X, there'll be an option people can use. So, of course, they've already got the higher frame rate unlocks for the current um, PS4 Pro but the Xbox One X is, is going to get some exclusive stuff with the, like, a native 4K rendering, which is kind of crazy. Uh, uh, that game could be better. Um, it's, it's kind of cool to think about. And also, that bundle will include new costumes, new escalation contracts. And one of the, the more important bits is that they also said all the elusive targets, those time-sensitive uh, contracts, uh, will be reactivated starting November 7th. So I think this is like one of the bigger problems of this yeah, game. I, is that, I, yeah. I, it,
2: I Maybe will say it. one thing about the elusive targets is I was interested about that because I haven't played the game yet, and I looked it up, and apparently it's not that they're um, just re-enabling them for good. They're just going to start refreshing them, like uh, going back so, and new. Yeah, it's still time-sensitive. Uh, yeah.
1: For, for ther- further clarification on this is you cannot uh, redo an elusive target you'd already tried uh, and failed at. It's only once for you've missed. That's the important distinction here. Uh, they'll they'll start uh, doing all the elusive targets ever since uh, it, it originally launched. It'll go through that whole thing. But if you've already tried an elusive target and failed, you cannot do that. Or you could. It's only for elusive targets that you missed.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's that's also important a bit. I mean, but that's like. In, in the grand scheme like that's what you'd want right like the costumes you missed and such like that's, yeah. that's just, the stuff. just
1: uh just to make sure that you know you're not getting a second chance of yeah like, you a don't favor. get to
0: fight gary busey yeah. again uh, yeah <laughs> but, but i think that's great because yeah like i said like if you were busy that certain weekend you could get around to doing it or you like failed it before uh yeah. like you didn't get a chance to get in i think that's great and hopefully square enix does decide because of course io interactive is now an independent studio if square enix will just permanently activate it at some point because this still appears to be like once again, time-sensitive stuff, only yeah, temporary.
1: And, and there's also the, the another neat thing about this is you're going to have a new patient uh, zero campaign yeah. on it. So it, it won't have any new maps, but it'll gonna re- reorganize uh, the maps like a different type of time of day, different layouts throughout Bang- Bangkok, Sapienza, Colorado, oh, and Hokkaido. I might pick this
4: up, man. This yeah, I, so I think good. I think
1: I am. I mean, this is this is big. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a steal. So you have the clown suit, Raven suit, and other ca- cowboy suit uh, along with it. <laughs> it's, uh, so good. it's so good. I know. It's a. Uh, it can't be pit I, I, all the time. Love, <laughs> I love my Agent 47 dress up simulator. Oh, um, it's so good. He's cosplaying basically at this point. Yeah. It's so. Interesting. It's, uh, uh, and you know, this this will be the first like uh, you know uh, release that I think only uh, is coming out from uh, IO. I think it's not going out the under the Square Enix publisher. They might be, you know, giving uh, Square Enix a cut of it for like existing yeah. technologies in the game. Uh, but sense.
2: for the most part...
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Question. But for the most part... Because, uh, yeah, yeah. IO owns it, man,
2: yeah, still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's a $20 upgrade. So, if I, like, bought the fiscal release, it would just be $20 more to get all yeah. the into your yeah. stuff? Yeah, if you so own Season 1 in any to just capacity. just buy the fiscal release now, because it's probably somewhat cheap. So. Uh, I mean, I remember it being on
0: on a deep sale before. Or, you know, Black Friday's coming up. It's going to be out November 7th. So, like... um. It, it actually the halloween sale is going on right now does someone want to check to see if like it's on sale on steam right now
2: i will uh, do that right now
0: yeah because that's that steam halloween sale just started a couple of days ago so maybe it's on sale and then if it is i mean we gave it what was what, what, what was the best like best tangential award last year so yeah i think it's i mean it's obviously one of the best games of last year and easily the best hitman game so um said maybe hitman contracts, but it's still a really damn good game. And I think unfortunately,
1: not money. on sale for the Halloween thing. But <sighs> there's like you know, obviously the the expensive like you no know, bundles for the complete first season. So it's not uh, there's no discount on it at the moment.
0: I mean, obviously after this announcement, I don't think they'd want it to be on sale because they know people would be picking. It up. I mean,
1: yeah, just get the whole thing. beginning yeah. uh, of the year edition comes out. That's gonna it's well worth the money.
2: Man, what if it's a the PS complete Plus game? first season <laughs> on PS4 is on Amazon for like thirty five bucks and. And 30 bucks for Xbox One, so it would be cheaper, cheaper. for both of
0: those, yeah. Because yeah. like 60 bucks versus the whole thing versus just buying yeah. them separately, so makes it makes sense. And I assume like it'll start that price will go up more people buy it, so I want to grab that early, uh, so you don't get caught by the price rising up. But yeah, that's that's insane. And I kind of hope that PlayStation I, I'm, I'm
1: okay. It. I'm glad that like uh, this wasn't a season two announcement or like a, a season two or season two though? didn't come out this year because there's so many fucking games this year that yeah. like I think season two would have been. Just well they grow. already
2: said that they're going to do a season two yeah yeah so yeah that's, uh, that's
1: it's it's, it's coming maybe sometime like you know sometime next year or maybe the year after that but i'm glad it didn't come out this year there's too many games this year absolutely
0: 2018 though it's already also looking pretty packed so maybe 2018, oh god but we'll see uh or maybe fall. I, I'm, I'm
2: at this point i'm really hoping that 2018 kind of pulls back a bit just so i can have I'll time to get yeah. the games that yeah. i missed oh. in 2017 i i've not i've never had this problem it's kind of scary it's
0: it's kind of fun uh i'm also i'm all for this it's never it's never been a better time to be a game gamer so yeah uh we've got all that news here also uh uh idea factory announced mega dimension v2r going to be out this spring for ps4 with psvr features which is mostly just you know you want to hang out with neptune in your bedroom in her bedroom and just talk to her <laughs> that's that's yeah, kind in of in your and hers bedroom yeah, yeah. The, your bedroom and, and and talk to her and give her gifts and stuff like that uh it's a social simulator if i'm not mistaken summer lesson
3: neptunia style
0: exactly and i'm all for <laughs> that if only i had psvr uh but that thing you can get for like 200 bucks at this point um but if i'm not if, if i've got this right it's just Mega dimension v2 with uh the new engine, uh, so we done assets and all that stuff. So you can you can still you get a chance to play the original game, which I personally I don't know if you agree with me, Josh. It's the best Neptunia game.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely, I, is. I think so.
0: And you know it looks better for sure. Uh, it, so I'm guessing this is on Unreal Engine four. I don't know if it is, but like I'm guessing it is. Um, but yeah, it's got all the visual improvements, uh, all the same content that came out before. So it's all it's all in that package there. So. I'm glad they're bring it over and, and does
1: it the, does it uh have the does it bundle in the, like play the DLC playable characters that V2 had did V2 have DLC
0: playable characters Let me see I'll I'll tell you what it says here so it says yeah rendered in a new engine uh PlayStation VR renovated battle system so yeah actually you could set combos in the middle of the battle that's kind of cool um then so i hate how when they put out the special release it's like the same stuff that was in the original making it sound like it's new and it's not i i don't know it doesn't actually say anything about it bundling the dlc uh but i would assume they'll just put them out as part of like you can buy them (laughs) because they make money off that stuff so why not so we'll see uh but yeah that'll be out this spring and in the last piece of news we've got here uh Microsoft kept their promise. They announced at E3 that they're going to be putting out X, original Xbox games as backwards compatible titles on the Xbox One. And so one of those games is Knights of the Old Republic, which obviously one of the biggest uh, RPGs of all time. And so have any of you guys gotten a chance to check this out at all? I don't know how many of you have actually owned an Xbox no, One. I no. own an Xbox One. I and I'm
2: going to get to uh, Ninja Gaiden Black. Yeah, there you go. Uh, That's hell yeah. Right. That's right. I haven't played it yet. And apparently... On the Xbox One and the Xbox One S, it renders at basically 1080p. And on the Xbox mm-hmm. One X, it's going to be basically – sorry, that's my dog um, – <laughs> basically native 4K. So it's actually Ooh. really interesting seeing how we're doing that. Yeah, that's I awesome. want to
0: it's, see that. It makes me excited Like, have notes of the public like that too. Go ahead, Josh.
1: It... I think the the most curious thing out of the the list, the, the thirteen games that they uh, announced for this, is uh, Blood Rain Two. I don't know who the hell holds the <laughs> rights for that anymore. Uh, Majesco's Majesco, gone. Yeah, Majesco's, so. Majesco's
0: been long gone. They shut down a long time I, ago. I wonder who has
1: that. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: it's like seeing that and like being reminded that Psychonauts was also published by Majesco. It's like back in the day yeah, when Double Fine was that. having a hard time finding a publisher.
2: Man. Yeah. The only two games that I really, really needed in the backwards compatibility were Ninja Gaiden Black and Jet Set Radio Future, and just played. I, Link they, for that
4: I might
0: play oh. Black. I never got to play Black. The just yeah, game Black. Black. Was part of it. Black yep. oh, that's Electronic Arts. But that's that's the old dice game when they want to make an FPS uh, like that. Um, I remember. Good yeah, on like uh, the...
2: Microsoft for um, how they've been supporting like backwards yes. compatibility. Oh yeah, really they are. So,
0: that's the one thing I can say. Like Microsoft. Uh, hats off to them that's amazing that they're able to do that because i think a lot of people make the joke like why do you want to buy a new system to play old games i think it's great because you get like it's not just playing old games it's like get an enhanced version of those games better Mind than you remember is, them being um,
2: the xbox one is the best place to play red dead redemption Right now.
0: Yeah, right now. Unless you want to play PlayStation Now, I guess if you want to play <laughs> Red Dead Redemption, that's the only way you can play it on a PlayStation console at this point. Well, adds more
5: value to your system. Let's uh, say
0: that. Uh, that's yeah. That's that's the one thing. But uh yeah, it's just no wonder if they're gonna
2: because. It really interests me that they're actually rendering the original Xbox games in HD and in some cases 4K. If you have an Xbox One X,
0: it's an emulator. I wonder.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so. I wonder how they're going to do if they're going to have higher re- um, rendering resolution. No, they already said they're going to do that, aren't yeah. they? Like on the X. Yeah. Oh man. So it's yeah, going to be, be insane to that, for some actually. of those older games. Yeah. I mean, are, are they,
1: are, have they announced plans for like uh, trying to like emulate like uh, the original Xbox Live and, and these two like from multiplayer games that to get added?
4: No. You can use a
2: uh, proxy, like, no, you can use, like, Komachi to actually um, have a multiplayer match of, like, Crimson Skies between the original Xbox Uh, and the Xbox One. That's
0: right, I heard about that. So, yeah, it's it's definitely possible, and uh, I'm very excited to hear about that. I mean, just to go around, like, is there one particular game you guys want to see be emulated on this service that you played on the original Xbox? Because. I mean, I would love to see Atogi get some love again because neither of those games, Atogi 102, were backwards compatible on the 360. So to be able to play them finally on the Xbox One, especially with the improvements because like obviously like there was a lot of stuff happening on screen so the frame rate went to shit a lot. It'd be great to have them like, native 4K like this.
5: Hmm, man, Gun. what about that Panzer Dragoon? I remember there was a Panzer, oh, Dragoon. Panzer Dragoon Orta. Oh,
0: I I I I I don't know if you remember the story about that Panzer Dragoon Orta, but it's like kind of like the bastard child of the series because it was like the sequel that the guy didn't want to make. <laughs> that it was about the child of the two people that met in Panzer Dragoon Saga. Their child is the lead character in Panzer Dragoon Orta, and he didn't really, he wasn't too big on that. <laughs> so, uh, but that game I do remember being pretty amazing. So.
5: Well, I remember it was an Xbox exclusive, so I never got to play it. So I want to play something like that if I do get an Xbox One in the
1: future or something like that.
0: What if, what if they brought like Shin Megami Tensei Nine? <laughs> oh man, that'd
1: be that'd be actually insane. That'd I'd be, be I'd be sh- my my jaw would just drop to the floor. That'd no way.
0: Pretty damn like the localization. <laughs>
1: I, I would happen. actually consider getting an Xbox One
2: if they actually did that. It's to to region honest. free, isn't, so isn't I, I, I've, already, ne, I've never uh, played. Should we And night. it's um, awesome. Japan only on 360, so it's not impossible. It could happen, probably not, but it could.
1: Uh, oh, if if, if they somehow, if they somehow, uh, Catherine was
2: oh. on backwards compatibility for Xbox 360, um, Xbox One, Xbox 360 backwards compatibility. So Atlas is. Involved in the program, so
1: yeah. Gosh, there's, I don't know. There's no way they're gonna no. bring up like SMT. To they're the not gonna, not match just match.
2: for
0: Japan. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of out of the question at this point, especially because like I, all the bad things that happen about that. If they
1: somehow, if they somehow get their Xbox Live shit up and running for the original Xbox on there, I think I would like to see mecha salt again on there. That'd be interesting.
0: I'm looking over my about the oh, games man. that I've got. It's like that. Yeah, no, that'd be great. But... How about uh, breakdown? <laughs> no was breakdown but Both, that was like the or, best early example okay. of fps well, I, well, exactly. I think this is still battalion.
1: Battalion. Yeah. battalion would be good Steel but I need, you, need the, you need the fucking controller though that's half the charm oh, of it.
0: that's right and like maybe chronicles of reddick would be cool but that actually That'd they actually good. put out like that uh that sequel that was bundled on the 360 wasn't it like they put out like a new game and that was with it but chronicles <laughs> of reddick was a great game too
1: i think this is the this prime time Someone has to do it, but this prime time to finally get Metal Wolf Chaos here.
0: Metal Wolf Chaos, that'd be great in Mercenaries, like that. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, I those wouldn't are, be those surprised
2: if uh, Microsoft actually fought for that themselves because of how popular From Software is nowadays.
1: Well, it's
0: possible. Ooh, Devolver that, that, Digital yeah, wants to do
2: it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you can definitely sell a good amount of Metal Wolf Chaos just on like From Software's name now. That's a weird thing to say, but yeah.
0: We'll hopefully get it, or you know, <laughs> that game. Yeah, what was that weird Shaolin fighting game? What was it called? Dead or Alive
2: three. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> it was like an, it was like one of those early fighting games. Oh, well, maybe. Oh, I'll, man, Outlaw Golf.
2: Coleco Tecmo is part of the uh, backwards compatibility program. Might see Dead or Alive Extreme. <laughs> uh, there, there you I go.
0: Mean, I would I would not be surprised I, to see that. I already
2: bought the
5: third one
0: though. Yeah, that's right. It's already out on the Xbox One, so you can just get it that way. So let's wrap this up. So. <laughs> uh, we guys can two, by the way, too. Yeah, uh, man, there's, there's like so mm-hmm. many Xbox original Xbox games I'd love to play again. Uh, so where you guys can find us, you can always find us on RPGSite.net. You can also find us on Twitter at RPGSet. Which we're gonna start uh, the Zwei, the Ilvard Insurrection uh, giveaway. We're gonna have two, a couple codes uh, to give away. That game will be out in a few days on PC. Halloween on Halloween. So. Uh, you guys, whoever are interested, want it? You can probably get it for free if you want to enter. Uh, you just have to follow our account and retweet the tweet that we'll be putting out soon for that. Um, Adam's got a lot of the details up there, but as long as you do that, you'll get a PC code. It's ex- exclusive to the PC, so that's why you're gonna get that. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, are they are they gonna be Adam? Do you know if they're like Steam codes or God? They're Steam codes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay.
3: The game the game like most XE games is on a uh, GOG as well as Humble. Yeah.
2: Um, good on them. Good yeah, yes
0: uh, cool. Definitely need more. Well, on GOG.
2: Good on Falcom, I should say, because I believe every Falcom game that's been released in the West on PC is available on GOG. So. Easy yeah. though, I think it's not going to be on GOG. Nope. Like, be on still GOG working on. Yeah, no, it's
3: it's literally Nice America's only game on GOG. Is you say, oh, well, it's not there yeah. yet, obviously, but it will be. <laughs>
0: I thought, it was well, I think if that was the game like Nice America said at Anime Expo, like they I thought that was the one that they said that they were work, looking into it. I guess they followed through, but it's not even on PC yet, so we can't even yeah. say. Yeah, my undertook
2: is an out of the X plus is going to be on GOG, then Does mm-hmm. is yeah. any of Ghostlight's games on GOG? Yes,
0: Ghostlight, you mean, uh, Ghostlight has, well, Ghostlight
3: is doing the port You're for he right. goes on to do and some of Ghostlight's games if not all of them are on GOG yeah uh, for some reason so I, I wouldn't
2: be surprised if this. that happened yeah. I feel like Axis would see that most pretty much every ever Falcom game is on that platform so it'd be like okay maybe yes. yeah
0: i mean also, i should also also mention gog has their own halloween sale going on right now a lot of games on sale especially for Falcom games so definitely check that out as well um
2: man just pick up buy all zanato the- next
0: buy all the shells yeah. games that's that's pretty much what the recommendation is all the east games and all the Shells games get them all uh, more
2: importantly buy Zenodo next because that game should have sold better than it did apparently didn't sell that great which is a shame that game but- is amazing
0: yeah I've.
3: it's uh, my favorite game last year like, I need to play my game with <laughs>
2: I need to play it. Uh, great, great uh, game. Yes, you do need to play it. All right. I expect I'll... to see your impressions on it next. If week. you like Vagrant Story,
3: play Xanadu next.
2: <laughs> wow. Huh.
3: Oh, all right. The, okay.
0: Uh, I wasn't a big into Vagrant Story, so I'm probably not going to play it. then, I
4: guess.
5: <laughs> well, uh, you <laughs> didn't. You did,
0: you did not sell me on it. All right. Uh, so um, also, you can find us on Facebook, facebook. dot com slash slash uh, find us on iTunes, your favorite podcast app to search for TetraCast. Our permanent Discord link for a Discord chat. has uh, been growing by leaps and bounds lately. Discord.me, such RPG site. Finally uh,
1: before, yeah, be, hold on, before we no. move on, I I just I just want to say I wanna give out a, a shout out like to our mods in the Discord doing amazing, fantastic work on there, keeping things in line after like the whole NeoGAF fallout and whatnot. you know, some people are looking for another community to uh, you know mingle with and uh, chat with some of them came to our discord and i just want to you know sincerely thank our community and our mods just yeah. stepping it up uh making our very inviting welcoming uh awesome stuff awesome stuff
0: yeah thank it's, you it's definitely way more active than it has ever been uh partially because of that they needed to find a different place to talk about games and it seems like uh our discord is very active so lastly um before we get to the rest of the stuff uh we would like to share where you can find us on twitter so now I have to go through this whole group of people. Uh, Adam, where can they find you on Twitter?
3: King underscore Suda.
0: Thank you, Josh.
1: H D uh H D K I R I N. Thank you.
2: James. At the sweet T H E S W W E E T.
0: Chow doesn't have Twitter, so I can skip over him. Uh, Kazuma? <laughs> <laughs> uh
6: Mad Adam. M A D A D A M underscore.
0: I should probably, uh, you, you didn't talk as much as I want you to. I should probably call you new more. <laughs> next next time you join a podcast, we're going to have you talk a lot more. Cause well, we I've a specific. lot of people, so. Yes. Yeah, uh, no, it's okay.
6: I, it's I it's 3 a.m. I'm, <laughs> th- I'm okay right now. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so, okay. Don't worry about, about it. So, next time I'll get like, I don't know, vodka and Red Bull or something. There we go.
4: This now is now what happens. We've now got
0: fine. four out of the six people are here are on, on the on Pacific time, so it's kinda of hard to keep track of everything, so I apologize. <laughs> I'm not yeah, tracking no, the time. Uh so yeah, that's it for this October 28 twenty seventeen edition of the TetraCast. Before we go, I would like to just hear, do you guys have any plans for Halloween? Do you guys like have a ritual to like, play a certain game or watch a movie or something like that?
2: I'm going to a barbecue with some of my friends. Oh, that's fucking awesome. I wish
0: I went to barbecue. Uh Adam, do you do anything special for Halloween?
3: I have to write two reviews that go up on Halloween. <laughs>
0: that's right, Summon Night <laughs> well, Six. Oh yeah, I have to
2: write a review too. Gosh. Got... <laughs> what
0: What are your two reviews? I actually don't. I know it's Summon Night Six is one of them. Is this way or
3: this way? And, oh okay. And and James has to do his wayward review for his other site. Oh, uh,
2: okay. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> under embargo. But I'll say, good game. Yeah. All right. Well, that's breaking embargo. So uh, now there you're you screwed. It you now go. we
0: got we're recording. Josh, do you do anything?
1: Uh, I might go bar hopping with some buddies. Just uh. Yeah, that's all I'll really doing mean or maybe, or maybe I'll, nah, my my Matthew already has already doing stuff. Uh, I'll tell him to get me good candy like crunch. Oh, I'm not gonna <laughs>
0: say candy corn. I was gonna punch you. That's uh...
1: no, no, actually that's actually really funny because a coworker of mine uh, dressed up as like the corn man uh, for at work, kind of like uh, a play on like because he's uh, Mexican, so like you know the people who like sell corn on the on the streets like uh, for cheap, like so... the lotes.
4: Oh, the, it was really
1: good. Nice. It was actually amazing. <laughs> Nicely yeah.
0: made. Nicely done. That's 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 just thinking right there. That's that's my thinking. Uh I don't know if Ch- Kazuma or Chow, do you uh, I'm I'm not familiar if you guys like celebrate Halloween like we do.
5: We don't really or I don't really celebrate it, but I, I always hand out like very premium candies that people oh,
1: do. I wish I passed by your house. <laughs> yeah. What kind of candies?
5: I usually buy the whole kinder like uh what is it? You know the hazelnut
1: candy? Like a oh, whole shape. Hey, oh, yeah. I actually yeah, hand yeah. that out. What
6: the uh, Hanuda? The
1: Briano or whatever bruno oh those
6: are so good
1: oh my okay I, i'm visiting <sighs> you on hollywood <Halloween>, so, uh, <laughs> you fly all like, the way to china <laughs> hey yeah.
6: i go clubbing like i get like i stay out till like 4 a.m and i just get like piss wasted and just there we dance go. Oh, my my so like that's, that's what i do see
0: me it's just more like I'm, I'm gonna be watching a bunch of scary movies that's kind of all i got so, um, you guys are talking about going and drinking. and i'm like oh, i'm gonna be sitting inside <laughs> like i tend to do Uh, so yeah that's it like I said for the podcast um, it was a long one but it was amazing and I want to thank each and every single one of our guests that we've got uh, of being a part of this, uh, we'll, but once again we'll be here next week for yet another edition of the TetraCast. On Monday we've got Paris Games Week. Uh, PlayStation is apparently going to have a bunch of announcements and a lot of updates on their games. Uh, we've been going around, God of War will be there, but you know that we have other stuff happening too. So any news from that we'll find on social media, on our site, and of course during the podcast next week. So catch us then and see y'all later.
1: Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.
5: Bye. Too long. Bye.